He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India home. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at Sidvi on Twitter. And I'm thrilled to be joined today by a special guest, the cricket journalist and author, Bharat Sundaresan. Welcome to the show, Bharat. Thank you, Sidvi. And I can't believe this is the first time we are ever speaking to each other. So Exactly. And, and it's on your podcast, so it can't be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bharat is a cricket reporter for CrickBuzz.com. And he has done a wonderful job over the last two months covering India's tour to Australia. Uh, he tweets at uh, BeastieBoy07, so you can follow him there. I'll give a link to his Twitter handle in the show notes. And he's also the author of a book, The Dhoni Touch, uh, which uh, you have probably read anyway. It was a really popular book when it came out. But if you haven't, you should definitely read it. I'll provide a link to it. So, all right, starting out, Bharat, you were probably slightly busy over the last couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, surviving on one, two hour sleep cycles. Like I've, it's been, it's been that kind of tour. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we all done high profile tours before India, Australia, Ashes and all that. But this one just seemed very different because you were kept on your feet. Not just with what was happening in the cricket was amazing, but all the off field chatter, all the off field nonsense about, uh, you know, bubbles and quarantines and, uh, where the next test will be. It, it was it was just all over the place. And uh, uh, yeah, and I've been on the road. Like I've been um, driving around Australia literally to escape borders. And to the extent that now I'm stuck in Sydney because I chose the Sydney test over the Brisbane test and I'm glad I did. Uh, but I can't go home to Adelaide because the borders are shut. So as we speak now, I, I mean, tomorrow I leave Sydney and I have to spend two weeks in regional New South Wales. <laughs> because South Australia has its borders open to regional New South Wales. So I'm going to go from town to town to town. Um, and like, yeah. And then finally, after 14 days, go home. So you said you chose Sydney wisely over Brisbane. But had you gone to Brisbane, you might have actually got a chance to field as a substitute. Uh, I No, no, no. See, I was very clear to the Indian team management. I'm coming only if I get a game. Yeah, I'm not coming there to just be <laughs> run drinks out and all that. Especially, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, especially at the rate at which the Indians were getting hammered and injured, poor guys. I would have been running up and down. Yeah, I would have run more miles than even the batsman in the middle. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was uh, very clear. Yeah, by my left arm pace, I think Sinti Natarajan did a good job. Uh, I'm proud of him. I'm, like, I love him as a guy. He's such a sweet guy. Uh, I'm nothing like him. But yeah, I don't know, a Sundaresan over a Natarajan any day, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not much in the name as well. It's it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, let me uh, talk a bit about what you already brought up. I mean, uh, to cover such a series as a journalist, I mean, this must have been a unique experience for you in so many ways. Um, how was it like? Can you give our listeners a brief, uh, ex- I mean, uh, to give them a sort of an idea of what it took to cover this series with all the precautions and everything going around. And Australia has been particularly, actually has been hit not as bad as so many other countries. So I'm sure the precautions were even more stringent. 
Exactly. No. And, you know, one of the first things I heard from some of the Indian players was, uh, why are they like, why are there so many restrictions? You guys have no cases. And it took a while to explain to them that, but there are no cases because of the restrictions. Uh, and Virat Kohli was the only one, um, only cricketer I, I spoke to on the sidelines who actually said, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why they have like a uh, few cases because they have such good systems in place. Uh, everyone else, and I'm not being a Virat Kohli, I'm not plugging how cool he is right here, but <laughs> or how, where, uh, uh, what is it, like how worldly wise he is. But I, I was just surprised. Most others, and Ravi Shastri to an extent as well, he understood the whole, uh, he was really happy with the first 14 day quarantine and he understood the systems in place. But for a lot of them, they were like, hum bar nahi ja sakte? like, why can't we go out? Like, everybody else is roaming around. We'll put a mask on as well. But um, it took a long time for them to really understand. Maybe a lot of them still went home, still not clear why Australia is so stringent. But as you know, it's Australia and New Zealand are so cut off from the rest of the world. They always uh, are in a state of panic when something like this happens. Like they, uh, in terms of like, there are only samundar all around them. No, like where will they go? <laughs> so, That's and true, that has yeah. a lot to do with how they dealt with it. So, and the state, each state has its own um, stringent laws. So they shut each other out. Like Victoria was cut off from Australia for the longest time. Western Australia has cut off the rest of Australia for the longest time. So, it, and it started like that. I remember uh, as it like. Uh, on November 18th, I was in Adelaide, like trying to plan my whole trip to Sydney. Should I go now? They were in a bubble, no access, all that. And then suddenly Adelaide went into lockdown. So I just had to jump into a rental car. Uh, I drove to, uh, told like, you know, as my wife, Pandati Koma and Apathandir Kumbhola, I just like jumped into the car and I said, I don't know when I'll be back. And I drove to this little town called Broken Hill, which is a border town. Spent a night there in a motel and then drove for uh, some 18 hours to Sydney. And once you reach Sydney, uh, they were practicing behind closed doors. And behind closed doors means we've all been at the uh, NCA or like, you know, places in, in As an Indian journalist, I'm used to having no access. That's fine. But here huh. it was extreme where um, Gav Joshi and I um, went to this place called Blacktown where they were practicing at, at the stadium. And there were like security guards everywhere. For some reason, I don't know why nobody was uh, allowed to see them also. So the only way we could see them were we went into the bush, like we were crawling through the bush and like, you know, somehow balancing our massive bodies, <laughs> just not slip off and fall down. And we were watching uh, the uh, practice game through the, through the mesh. And I remember the next day, uh, one of the coaches called me and said like, can you please not do all that? Put your life at risk. There are brown snakes there. We've been told that if the ball goes there, don't go there. So please don't take a chance. Now I will call you and tell you whatever you need. Like, please don't put your lives at risk. But it, it, it was adventurous, but it was crazy. Like I said, you, you didn't know um, what you're going to get. And half uh, the time you weren't sure whether you'd be able to watch the nets or you won't be able to watch the nets. It kind of helped that there weren't like 45 Indian journalists here. From a personal point of view, you had a little more freedom. Um, the Indian team was slightly more relaxed because they didn't, uh, they, they knew that they weren't like, you know, you know how the Indian media, uh, Indian cricket relationship is, especially in the last 10 years. It's changed a lot since you left, I'm sure. Uh, and, oh, big time, uh, big time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they um, they just seem less cagey, less cagey, and uh, there was freedom. But again, there were no press conferences. Like uh, you couldn't find out anything. Like you didn't have face to face conversation. So everything was a Zoom call. So when it came to getting actual quotes, you were just like anyone else, like sitting in India or anywhere else in the world. You just had to log on to the Zoom call. So it was a 
it was a unique experience and then of course the scg test was strange because you had to wear a mask and sit throughout the, inside the press box so i i, I was part of the scn uh, radio uh, commentary panel i wouldn't like i was so grateful because at least for half like you know half an hour periods i could take the mask off so that i could talk it, it, it was strange it, it was really was strange and then last minute things could happen i remember um when uh, I, i did the whole sydney leg the one day as can i went to canberra and all that uh, and then at one point we had to leave sydney because sydney became a hot spot so i went home to adelaide covered that crazy 36 all out which we'll talk about and then adelaide became a hot spot so i had to flee to victoria i jumped into the car like again spent another night at a border town uh, and that's when i finally after melbourne there was all this confusion about sydney ah brisbane ah melbourne ah adelaide ah and then you had to take a call like should i go to sydney and risk missing brisbane or should i go to sydney and write a lot of stories which will try to make sure uh, and make sure that the sport test stays in sydney <laughs> i failed in that quest but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it, yeah it, it's been all over the place like uh, it, it's been much much more than just a cricket tour wow this sounds like the, some serious commando journalism that you <laughs> and uh, gav have done risking your life to go and watch a net session i don't think any journalist has risked so much to watch a net session but uh, that's that's great commitment on your part for sure and also the other point that struck me was wherever you went it became a hot spot so is there some kind of connection uh, there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know and i did get like covid tested as well i i will tell you this this is a confession so when we went from adelaide to victoria like i said we jumped into my car and that's why i still have the car here uh my wife also came along gav was with me and i was last two days like i was i had that joram feeling i was like yo mama gondurtuna ella full press box is gone like everybody is gone because i was there right and yeah, the tour that, itself is i mean the player the players are also not too far from you yeah no no exactly and like yeah. i had fist bumped a few of them as well so <laughs> <laughs> and inga unlike in india because there are and in the us and the uk there are so many cases inga jada se jada there are three four cases so you are named and not named and shamed but like their name will come out 35 year old indian cricket journalist like you know test positive no andarko but the uh, this is how extreme it was on the last day right the 36 all out a lot of journalists i don't think really focused on the game till it you realize that what the hell is happening here because that morning as we walked in the security lady had like a piece of paper with a lot of sydney suburbs written down and she asked you oh so have you been to any of these suburbs so uh, i said no not really uh, she said okay okay uh, i said what would have happened if i had been oh no nothing uh, uh, nothing son like we would have given you a mask uh, asked you to wait the cops would have come and taken you to a motel so you like thank god i didn't <laughs> so and oh, i go so this was when during the one days when you were there for <laughs> the one uh... yes so because i had been yeah. in sydney for the uh, warm up game more than the one days that second warm up game warm up game yeah so and we, i go upstairs and like there are two three sydney based journalists who are like packing up and leaving uh, ian chapel had been asked to leave um it was and this was all yeah, as india were india were collapsing yes this is all like I, I, for example when bumrah got like you know when bumrah gets out i remember being at the back of the box we saw it as like ah theek hai abhi like now good pujara will come and start batting like like he'll yeah. take care of it's one or two hours while we oh, can yeah, figure bumrah out bumrah was the night watchman correct correct night ha, watchman ha. Ha. so we yeah. were all like we tried to figure out what to do ponama illaya like should we stay in adelaide should we go to sydney and then like one more wicket fell then another one then another one like wait 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 i think there's something more <laughs> 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 happening here yeah but trust me 36 all out 
I think was the greatest thing that could have happened to the series. A because it added to the whole drama and it adds to what India have achieved. But also, if thirty six all out had not happened, there's a good chance uh, the whole press pack would have not covered another test match because we would all have been stuck there. It it just happened on the right day so that we could all flee to Melbourne or uh, out of Adelaide at that point. So ah, so if the was, game had continued for one more day, then you guys would have just been stuck in Adelaide. Stuck in Adelaide, we wouldn't have been able to leave. So. Yeah, I know. God bless India. God bless thirty-six all out. It'll be remembered for different reasons, but uh, yeah, like Ravi Shastri has said, it. I wear it as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I think for us, it was just a savior. At least it saved the ninety percent of the tour for us. Wow. So as uh, the team was collapsing uh, uh, in the field, you there was some collapse happening in the press area as well, <laughs> with other people being asked to leave. <laughs> I definitely there were like it just emptied randomly after a point there were only like five or six guys there there were a few sydney wow. journalists like who left in the morning so they reached home in time to watch the collapse but mm. it, it there were crazy scenes and it it can kind of continued uh even during the melbourne test like i said all the, like because they were preparing a second pitch right next to the pitch that they played at the boxing day test on nobody knew uh, and then like we all know once we reach sydney uh Oh, the whole law. We won't go to Brisbane. We will go to Brisbane. Uh, toilets area, like this area, like all that happened. And uh, yeah, and yeah, it was just one of those things that at every step, um, you see, you've done so many cricket tours. Generally, the schedule is planned way in advance, right? You know, ah, in the date in game, Angapore, I'm going from here to there. This is where I'll be staying, sort of. But here, you as a journalist had to take so many decisions on like, should I cover this? Do I need to cover that? Uh, should I take this chance? And uh, yeah, like, can I go to this next sessions? Like, you know, if I go to this next session, uh, they might say, "Oh, you're not wearing a mask, or you've been here." It, it, it because Australia has dealt with the virus in that way. You, you could just have gone to have a cup of coffee in one suburb, and tomorrow if the postcode pops up as a hotspot, you're screwed. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So you always. Yeah, you, after a point, you just said like, yeah, like the Indian team. I also decided, all right, chalo, we'll just go and see, like, what <laughs> and like, yeah. So talking about that thirty-six all out, you know, the so India get bowled out for thirty-six, and uh, uh, Kohli has to Kohli has chosen to go home. That's known yeah. from the beginning, and uh, uh, Shami gets injured in that in that final uh, moment. So you know, generally, like. Uh, i know they usually like there's a lot of chatter among journalists and you know in the reporters what i'm sh- i i guess the mood around then was oops are we go looking at a 4-0 or are we looking at a 3-3-0 kind of thing oh, definitely yeah i mean i wouldn't sit here and lie saying that oh no no i still thought india would fight back see but the only thing was uh, 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 said said we okay said this fine said this fine said we fine yeah. yeah the only thing about it was uh, it's just it still felt like a freak show like i have never seen uh, a period of play where there were no plays and misses everything caught the edge every catch was taken uh, so in a way you realize that india dominated that test match it's not it wasn't your classic uh, like you know indian defeat where they just been pummeled to the ground and then finally the collapse happened which we have seen in the past this was just a freak thing like india should have been at least 150 runs ahead if they had just taken a few catches that whole ajinkya rahane virat kohli run out was the first turning point uh, and it though it it felt like a, oh it, the india did lose their dignity that day by being by uh, finishing up 36 all out it it almost didn't feel like oh god this is like you know this is the start of a terrible tour it almost felt like 
ये कैसा हुआ लाइक व्हाट इज हैपनिंग हियर लाइक हाउ इज दिस पॉसिबल वाज वाज द जनरल फीलिंग मोर देन द आ सेम ओल्ड सेम ओल्ड वी नो वी बीन हियर बिफोर बिकॉज़ वी हैव नेवर बीन देयर बिफोर लाइक यू नो आई डोंट थिंक एनी ऑफ अस हैड सीन अ लाइक 36 ऑल आउट लाइक द 81 ऑल आउट व्हिच इज द नेम ऑफ अ पॉडकास्ट व्हिच इज सच अ डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ कॉन्टेस्ट लाइक यू नो इंडिया कोलैप्सिंग ऑन द लास्ट डे दिस वाज जस्ट वियर्ड एंड आई थिंक द बिगर न्यूज़ स्टोरी दैट डे वाज मोहम्मद शमी बिकॉज़ लाइक यू नो फॉर अस लाइक ही हैज बीन द गो टू बॉलर फॉर इंडिया फॉर सो लॉन्ग and honestly none of us knew what siraj was going to do at test level we heard about him like taking a lot of first class wicket i personally had not seen much of him with the red ball so i was not sure what siraj is going to do and then you were like wow umesh yadav is suddenly like a senior bowler now like you know is this fourth tour but he almost didn't make it to the first playing 11 uh, like when they landed here he bowled well in the uh, warm up games which is what got him that place and now he's the senior bowler alongside bumrah that was a bigger concern than oh kohli is gone 36 all out this team's gone because this yeah they dominated that test it it was just a weird uh, feeling the weird day so what is your <clears throat> theory i mean this is a more broader question that uh, do you think there is a connection between the whole uh, bubble and covid and the number of times players were getting hit and the number of injuries that was happening was there some kind of correlation between the lack of being you know the, the usual practice the usual discipline usual regime or was it just like the freak shows people just happened to get injured like mayank agarwal got injured like in a net uh, session right i mean what was that about man <laughs> no but that uh, like we'll start with that net session see there was this terrible net in the mcg practice area there were two or three but there was one net where everyone was getting hit so uh, pujara that's where pujara actually hurt his finger the finger that he okay. finally again got hit or like yeah he got hit prithvi shaw got hit um uh, manas labushain got hit matthew wade got hit uh, all in the same net and mayank agarwal as well in fact i um, kind of take responsibility for uh, david warner playing the the third and fourth test because what happened um, just before the i think this was two days out from the boxing day test so december 24th australia finished their net session and uh, finally finally like smith and manas finished and it's cute you know when when smith and manas are there some coach will come out and say how long for you guys like how long to go for you guys now <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> they never <laughs> stop they never stop yeah huh. so at least manas has stopped doing the whole i'll only leave after smith leaves drama he leaves before smith now yeah so uh, they left and then david warner and sean abbot came out because they weren't part of the bubble so this was literally like a fitness test come trying to see if they can um uh, hit the ball or like uh, Sean of Abbott could bowl and um so at this point it was just uh, Melinda Ferrell and I who were still left there I mean we were mostly when it came to the Australia nets we were the only two ones watching the uh, the the nets so uh, David Warner comes out and the entire camp had left the Australian team had left um and he starts warming up and then he walks into the same net which all the Australians had actually abandoned because Manas had been hit that day so he walks in and i'm like uh well i don't think he should be facing Sean Abbott on that pitch like when you know uh, yeah so i told I, i mean i just looked at mel and i said like yeah this is david warner i don't know him too well of course we know each other like we knows this face it's unfortunately very difficult to forget but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you just like i think we should tell him like yeah so mel like just shouted out to him david david uh, you know how the mcg nets are like you know in the basement like a zoo um and he looked up and like he looked away and again like second time both of us shouted and said i don't think you should be batting in that net and he just looked at us 
uh, gave us a very quizzical expression. I said, uh, because a lot of your guys have been hit. In fact, Manus was hit and he moved out. Of course, David Warner being David Warner didn't trust us. The team doctor was somewhere. He asked the team doctor, is something wrong with this net? And he must have said something. So he left the net and went to the other net. Because I'm telling you, he would have been hit and that would have been the end of David Warner. India might have won 3-0. So sorry, India. <laughs> so, oh, wow. But but it's great. Because had David Warner not been there, then again, people would have said, if Warner was there, then India would uh, India have won the match. That, that's so, correct. That was my intention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you did a great thing. You removed the asterisks from the series win. That Very is good. the brilliant thing you have done. <laughs> of course. I've made sure that, yeah, 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 the Smith Warner thing, you're right. Yeah, because for two years they've said, no, you won only because there were no Smith and And more people in India have said that than in Australia, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so, India only. Australia, Australians actually, they have gone to ashes. They lost with, without Megra and all. They didn't make a big deal about it. But this no, India no. will. India has to have the perfect opponent and they have to win the perfect day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They did eventually, but like, yeah. I mean, the they won. Game. They won with like a C team, so there is absolutely nothing <laughs> that they can question now. So, going from Adelaide to Melbourne, you were in obviously you were in Melbourne. We just spoke about it, but yeah. uh, how different was it there? How was Victoria generally in terms of? I mean, uh, Jared Kimber calls it the uh, you know the Republic of uh, you know Victoria. Like basically, it's like a different country. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the Victorians also, many think it's a different country that they're living <laughs> in. So, but uh, generally, how are the protocols there? What were the COVID challenges there? And also about the match, about, uh, you know, the, the fight back from 36 all out to actually come back and win the very next test. Exactly. Yeah. See, uh, we were very lucky in Adelaide. Like, we were hardly hit by the virus to the extent that we had 30, 40 cases overall. And life was very normal. I had not worn a mask at all throughout 2020. Oh, and my wow. wife is a teacher, so her, her school never stopped. I think at times she would say, everyone else in the world has got at least one day leave. <laughs> like We are the only ones, like teachers in Adelaide, the schools have stayed open. So we've not had a, even one COVID chutti. You so, guys are living on another planet, basically, in a, essentially. Absolutely. I'll be honest, Sid, like... When people from India would call and say, no, like, how's it there? So, mm. and this is not the time when anyone wants to live vicariously through, you know. So, I couldn't <laughs> say, yeah, I just, we're just stepping out for dinner. I just got some coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm me, like going to a party, all that I couldn't say. So, I'd be like, ah, ha, ha, yahan pe bhi hai, yahan pe bhi hai. Like, I never elaborated <laughs> on yahan pe kya hai. Like, but, uh, but, but you had to, because it felt wrong at times, you know. It felt like, and I remember how they would get like really ooh and there would be a one or two case, one or two cases like that would just pop up from nowhere. I remember this news bulletin very clearly uh, when uh, like the Indians, like uh, in, Indians living in Australia who had been stranded overseas were coming back. And there was this news bulletin which said, oh, oh has Adelaide become the, uh, the dumping ground of the virus? And uh, then they show this bus full of like <laughs> Indian uncles, like, you know, going towards the quarantine hotel, just because two new cases had popped up from this Indian flight, which or flight from India, which had landed. And they were all residents of Australia. They weren't like tourists or visitors. Like, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's how string, like, that's, that's how they were reacting. That's how panicky they were for good reason. So we had not felt the virus at all. So when I went to, uh, and, and even Sydney was okay. I didn't have to wear a mask. So when we went to Victoria, I remember, like I said, my wife came with me. We, we were like, oh, 
okay now pandemic because everywhere you have to wear a mask inside an uber you have to wear a mask so it felt odd like you know uh, having to wear a mask when you had heard of people having done it for like 10 12 months already at that point um and um, uh, but victoria you could see was trying to bounce back because they'd been shut for so long more than any other state at that point in australia so they were just like coming out for the first time for a lot of victorians going to a cafe i remember meeting uh, dan bredig and his wife for for a coffee somewhere and they were like ah oh, this is like a ooh, i don't like we forgotten what it feels like to come out and have a meal outside so they were kind of just coming off this terrible second wave where they had been locked put it into lockdown for a long time and uh, uh, the mcg also felt so different because generally whenever you're watching nets at the mcg there'll be all these massive tourist buses which will come and like a lot of indian indian tourists generally will come and start taking pictures and such shouting out stuff for the indian cricketers somebody will get pissed off with someone not none of that happened it it, it carried a very um like uh it, it, like there were people i mean there were still some indians who rocked up to see the teams practice and all that but yeah there was an empty feeling it felt weird like you could hear the ball hit bat like a lot more than you generally do in the mcg nets uh and going to the match itself like boxing day yeah and the dholes were banned as well inside the ground so the ah. whole bharat i mean those guys were there outside they created quite uh, like uh, that atmosphere that classic uh, atmosphere which we never see in india but we always see and india is overseas though so, uh that was there but like yeah boxing day didn't feel like that boxing day like you know and at the mcg is like there's this whole like drama around it even last year when australia and new zealand played there was that buzz around boxing day but yeah i mean and just feel- walking to the mcg on boxing day is a different feel altogether exactly, exactly right yeah but this time it just felt kind of a little different like yeah um it seemed more peaceful yeah and of course like you had to uh uh like you know like it was different walking in you had to scan and all the time like you know yeah, your temperature was getting checked and uh, if you just walked a little fast your temperature would be a little too high they'll ask you to wait and then they'll test you again i mean all little irksome things like you can't complain about those things first yeah, world problems the, first, first world, world problems, problems. Yeah. spoiled no now like yeah when you've been living in adelaide you get spoiled <laughs> so then uh, uh, even the press box was very empty so as you know the mcg uh, press box it's cramped but generally you have two people sitting on the same desk but this time they had like spread uh, everyone out and there was even like a welcome note welcome bharat sundaresh you know i've never felt so welcome in any cricket press box in the world <laughs> so it had details of like what what you will eat it i felt like um, like i've never traveled anything but economy like uh, on a flight but this felt like this is what first class must be like you know name there was menu and all what you'll get to eat i was like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> so um that that was an interesting feeling and see i think for me it was also different because i was doing a lot of radio commentary um uh, I, like you know i got to get a break from the whole print like area and like watch it from uh, and the radio boxes generally have the best view even better than the cricket press boxes because australia cricket press boxes are slightly to the side not not like in england where you're right above the bowlers arm so that helped like you know doing some radio and kind of getting a feeling of what the former cricketers were thinking whether it's Brad Haddin Ian Healy Chris Rogers these guys uh or Simon O'Donnell like so it uh, that whole and we will talk about it I'm sure uh, the whole awe around India that started building in uh, it started at the MCG 
like it was good sensing it from those guys like who are used to seeing indian teams come and when put under pressure maybe not performing at their best or actually crumbling at times so and that's what the test match was all about on the morning when australia won the toss elected to bat it felt like a it was a sunny day it felt like a batting day and generally that's what australia do right they win the toss and uh, they'll put a like you know they'll be like 150 for one before you know it uh, except that one ashes test so and joe burns scored at 50 in the second innings in adelaide and in the nets you could see justin langer was getting more and more comfortable with the joe burns form like it went from i tweeted about it it went from nice 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 joe and then to like ah good good burnsy and then on the last day it was excellent burnsy excellent so and like you could see joe burns suddenly had a swagger back he looked good so you felt ah this is it like this is going to be and matthew wade the way he started you felt yeah maybe now in australia will just bat india out of the game but the fact the way they kept fighting back and bring like you know when ashwin came on right i think ashwin for me is the man of the series um he bowled beautifully in adelaide but the way he came on and like he suddenly didn't just put pressure on them it looked like he was going to take a wicket at any point that really changed the whole series that's where the turnaround began i thought that ashwin spell um and uh, yeah ajinkya rahane as captain like i've seen a lot of him in bombay like so i knew he was not going to be uh, uh he's not he's, he won't be virat kohli and for australia the whole tour was built around kohli 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 king kohli i saw more of kohli in the papers in the news uh, on tv here than i would have in india and the build up to this tour so the whole thing was oh who will replace like how can this guy all i get up Well, kept, they kept asking me was like so what kind of a captain will he be like not aggressive right and i said he'll be quietly aggressive he's he knows his he knows to lead a team he's done it before um and he's led india as well even as captain and even as vice captain he had that record right i remember one sri lanka tour every time kohli left the field a wicket fell <laughs> so, oh yeah and also that dharamshala test which he captained yeah absolutely kohli was yeah not. he passed for five bowlers and he won that test yeah won the series yeah. so yeah. um and you could see that it was a different india in the sense there was a little more um everybody was being themselves in a way right and i have always had this theory that when virat kohli is captain whether is a good captain or a bad captain the thing is every player is trying to live up to his expectations like here you could see that they were just living up to their own expectations like the way ashwin was that day uh, the way the bowlers jasprit bumrah just took over the whole bowling attack he was putting an arm around everyone he was captaining the bowlers like there was like there were there were many leaders on the field you could see and uh, that had an impact and of course that rahane century was like i think one of his best knocks ever and it also proved to you that he's the only guy who scored or he not many indians have scored the amount of tough runs that he has all like lords 100 or mcg 2014 or even uh, against south africa and uh, this was right up there and it it was his moment right like if he because he'd run kohli out as well i mean it was just a random run out it wasn't he wasn't a villain but more than in india here australia painted him out to be a villain because it stole that uh, uh, you know extra 20 minutes of virat kohli from their screens na <laughs> so so he it, it stole that extra few millions that they could have uh, you know pretty had with kohli around <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much so so it was uh, it just like they just fell in love with rahane over the first two or three days the way he was captaining like i said that innings um and it just uh, who else could run the shit it's been feels like so long back that melbourne test yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I don't but even... yeah, I mean, like the Rahane hundred was the main uh, yeah, yeah, uh, highlight yeah. of that innings. Yeah, it, it was the highlight. It absolutely was. Yeah, and uh, that that set the tone. And you also then realize that this Australian team, the batting was like if the bowling is nine out of ten, the batting's climbed of three out of ten. Like Smith and Manas, like Ashwin had sorted both of them out. Like it gotten into their head. You could see. I remember uh, at one point Smith at the non-striker's end is like shadow batting for Ashwin while Bumrah is bowling, and Ashwin is standing right in front of him at mid on. <laughs> so that's how he, how much he'd gotten into their head. So it, it was see. It was a great win, but it was the kind of. I mean, at that point, I said it's the greatest comeback win. Who knew this gap? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to throw a chadao it, right? Like so, it felt like a great win because of uh, also the fact that Umesh Yadav went to where we saw the first uh, signs of what Mohammad Siraj Mohammad would be Siraj. like. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, for me, the uh, man who turned it around in that game was Ravindra Jadeja, of course. Like you know, so so that's the day he proved uh, proved to me. I realized that. India have been like, well, it's that proper scene. No, you've been sitting on an all-rounder for this long, but you've just gone around saying, no, we want seam bowling all-rounder. We want this all-rounder. So he should play at number seven every time India play a test match anywhere. And then you just, the bowling attack, you can like form based on conditions and all that. So he was a huge factor in that game. Like the, the partnership he had with Rahane, every time he got the ball, he took wickets and it was a great win. And he was getting wickets even when there was no spin. I mean, he was beating batsmen in the air, getting them out in your, of Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was cleaning up the tail. Like, yeah, but yeah. he's really, literally cleaning up the tail. So, it was a, a fabulous win. But it kind of, even though it felt greater than most other comeback wins that India had had, you had still felt that, yeah, but India have done this before. Like, they come back, like, you know, whether it's South Africa 2006, which is routed in the one day as they come and win that test in Joburg, or so many tests, like Perth, when put under the pump, they have nothing to lose, they'll come back and win a test. So, it was in that genre, but a little more special because of losing Kohli, Shami, uh, Umesh. Umesh. And yeah, at that point, we thought that was an inexperienced bowling attack, but we little <laughs> didn't know what was to come. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, talk a bit about, uh, you did touch upon it, talk a bit about uh, Mohamed Siraj because that's pretty much the, that was his debut. And yeah. so he comes in and then, uh, you know, Umesh gets injured in the second innings. But the way the bowling attack lifts itself up, you know, with uh, uh, Bumrah was of course still there. But Bumrah, yeah. Siraj and then the spinners, uh, Ashwin yeah. and uh, Jadeja coming in. I mean, uh, they pretty much, uh, they went in with five bowlers, but they finished the test with four bowlers perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that's the beauty of having Jadeja on the side, right? Like, and he played more as a batting all-rounder, if you notice. Like, you know, he was used where uh, he was, he didn't bowl too many overs in that game, but whenever he did, he had an impact. So, and he batted like a proper, I have not seen any batsman middle the ball uh, more for like throughout his innings than Jadeja did. In the, of course, Shubman Gill then, but at that point, like, and that was also the Shubman Gill debut as well. So, see, there's so much to talk about each test match. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Gill's debut and Siraj's debut. Gill, of course, we'll talk about more in the subsequent test. Then, then each, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but but, but, but uh, any observations you had about, uh, you know, Siraj and, uh, uh, coming into that Melbourne test? Because uh, until then, he yeah. was like, I mean, you wrote this lovely piece about him and how he had been messaging Bharat Arun since uh, 2014, you know, when he uh, was with him at the IPL. And he, he, it was almost like he was telling Arun, he was saying, pick me, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And that's exactly. rare for, a, for an uncapped bowler. Exactly. That confidence that you have to call the Indian coach or one of the head coaches and say, like, pick me in the Indian team. Like, because when I spoke to Arun, I asked him, wait, 
sir did he say pick me in the uh, bring me to the nets as a net bowler or illa illa he wanted to be in the indian team like <laughs> so, <laughs> see like there were signs because that day when i crawled up the slope in blacktown like in <laughs> battling things uh, is was the day he the first his first day outside his room after his dad passed away and just the way he ran in i remember he got shikhar dhawan and mayank agarwal out it's a practice game and you could see that like and of course everyone rushed to him at the same point like hugged him like you know put an arm around him but uh, there was something about him that was the first time i saw him and i was like ah like he's moving the ball around he's got that nip like he's got that skid of the pitch he looked like a, like a proper bowler and later on they would tell me that was the day they realized that this guy could fit into our plans like this plan we've come up come here on this tour with of eliminating the offside just bowling straight and like suffocating them uh, he was a perfect bowler for that and it, during that mcg test he just improved with every spell this first spell was not the worst for a debutant but he just kept improving and like you know what you could see the uh, i think the one thing everybody was getting excited about was his energy like every lbw shout was out like he would run all the way to the to rahane and then like stand behind the stumps like a keeper and tell him it was in line it was in line so i think they wasted two reviews based on siraj's excitement uh, but that was like but even there he stopped doing that after that this first innings he was so excited even in the second innings he wasn't that uh crazy with his lbw appeal but he just improved with every spell it looked like i remember writing he shubman gill batted like he would play 100 tests and siraj bowled like he played 50 tests like he just had that self belief um and that maturity to keep improving and learning on the go and that's where i think he and bumrah formed that great bond like bumrah was in his year like not just um, on on the field even when they were walking off bumrah was always with him so i wasn't surprised when he went and hugged bumrah like you know when he took this uh, fifth five wicket haul eventually so uh, it, you could see that there's something about him but even then like i said nobody knew how special he was going to be yeah and that's interesting because in uh, melbourne bumrah was always in his year and by the time you reach brisbane siraj was always in natarajan's year or sainis year so exactly. within two tests siraj had become the leader of the attack <laughs> yeah in fact in, even in sydney like those saini was kind of ahead of siraj in the pecking order when they landed here even in sydney when saini made his debut like siraj was doing the same like he was always like in saini's year i, I remember asking him in the zoom call he said that nay nay i am i was just telling him that see we both play have played so much india a what you have to do there is what you have to do here i also realized like in my <laughs> two test matches that i played so yeah it, it it's it was an extraordinary tour for many reasons but siraj is one of the key figures in that story and the other thing about siraj uh, of course is that uh, the fact that uh, you know as a so bowler so young as a cricketer so young he decided that uh, it's time to call out uh, the names that the crowds were calling out uh, we we still don't know exactly what happened so we don't want to get into those uh, details but the fact is that here was a guy who felt that this was time that he makes that report and you said that you know he spoke to uh, the coaches and then they were asked him to listen to what they were saying and then he went and did that i mean how often does that happen with a young cricketer you know it takes a lot of confidence and a lot of courage to actually react to that like so the easiest thing to do is like i said like you correctly said we don't have to get into whether it was racial or not but any kind of abuse is to you just ignore it like you're a young guy like uh, playing on your first major tour and i'm sure you've heard that yeah australia crowds will say something you can just shut yourself out and let it all build up within but the fact that 
a yes the team management and the senior players need to be uh, applauded for having given them the freedom the younger players that if you hear something you might hear something in sydney immediately come and report to us so he did that but the second time around when uh, he just said enough is enough i'm not going to continue with this and he walked and stopped play for me it was like a uh, like a great moment not just for the series but for anyone who gets abused anywhere like where you have to call people out and stand up and say this is not done like you know i mean if you can't take things matters into your own hands you have to like you know take it to the authorities do the right thing and i thought it was it showed again a lot about like how mature this guy is and then when i wrote that story that now you know where that confidence comes from like you know that uh, when he just walked up to bharat arun never having met him before as a 20 year old and says sir aap thoda encouragement do main dekho kidhar tak jaunga main jaan de dunga now it all makes sense like that's the kind of guy he is he's and no no surprises that he's become so popular they're all uh, you can see they're all so overjoyed for his success yeah and absolutely i mean and uh, you know players taking a lead makes such a incremental difference to battling these issues i mean whether it's match fixing whether it's racism you know if it all it takes is that one player to stand up and make that complaint or and say it's wrong and then the sort of the snowballing effect can be quite uh, immense and players underestimate the power they have for that actually absolutely i i mean a, a lot of times i think they feel like that's not our job is only to play cricket our job is only to bat and bowl but it's your sport like you know it's their sport it's uh, it's, it's also resp- partly your job to keep it clean yeah exactly it's your responsibility like to keep it clean like you know uh, it's it's your product so you're responsible for how it's perceived uh, by everyone by fans sponsors yeah because you grow with the sport right so it's your responsibility to keep it clean um and also to make sure like you correctly said uh, that you call out things which are which should not be happening so it was a it was a great moment for cricket itself i think a lot of australian cricketers nathan lyon and all also came and said yeah yeah i mean he set a blueprint like that's how that's what we should do see because it's not we, i mean we will be kidding ourselves if it's we say is only australian crowds who abuse in uh, brown people nothing i mean i was at the ashes two uh, two years ago and the edge bus in crowd i mean it was quite nasty like it it did yes okay it's australia they come back from sandpaper gate but after a point it reached like nasty levels which is which is not good at all and yeah maybe now if it happens again smith and warner might speak out like you know so thanks to yeah. suraj and doing all that in your second test match is just remarkable yeah absolutely and irrespective of which part of the world i mean wherever you are you know players have to and the least the least they, i mean what they can do is report we are not expecting them to educate crowds on uh, uh, or anything but if you make the report then that itself has a big effect okay so coming to sydney uh, which again you've told us uh, that all the struggles that you went through to actually get there but uh, you know the sydney uh, of course uh, brisbane has happened now and it is such a high that it's difficult but the sydney test was a test and a half you know yeah. to go to play i mean those five days of intensity and the thing it must have been something else to actually be there and watch it with the indian players of course falling uh, you know <laughs> breaking their bones one after the other but still hanging out uh, it was seriously i know like you said the gabba win is will go down in history as like the greatest win maybe ever for an indian team away from or or even at home but the sydney test was greater i thought that's where this indian team showed that like the spirit the character that the series will be celebrated for 
because it came from nowhere like there was rain on day 1 and smith and manas finally seemed to have found their mojo i remember on the nets in melbourne and in sydney like before the test uh, langer was like psyching smith up like he kept calling him warrior warrior like you know he st- pretended to be ashwin he's like ah, ashwin into the attack mate and then he's like you know <laughs> and he like bowl some with the wanger he was doing something and then smith because that was uh, before the test smith had actually admitted which was a remarkable admission he said ashwin had kept him you know quite he said you know i have let ashwin dictate terms i mean here you have the best batsman in the world and saying this is uh, amazing Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he had really like gotten into his head, like I said, and he had been dictating terms. So you could see that Smith realized the only thing he could do is jump out and like start hitting him, put the pressure back on him. And it started in the next one, like like I said, every time he would be Ashwin, Ashwin, and then uh, he, I mean Ashwin would be ashamed to see how Langer was pretending to be. <laughs> It was some shit bowling, really. <laughs> I mean, with the side arm, but still. <laughs> so uh, and then Smith would jump out and say, "Ah, the Warriors back, the Warriors back." And then at one point, I remember he played this forceful paddle sweep, and Smith says, "Ah, oh, that'll knock the leg slip out." I mean, he that'll get rid of leg slip. and then langers like got into like a sachin sachin chant and all it was just it was just strange seeing the whole psych up process and come to the scg like rain affected like i said but smith and manas were flowing like you know smith put the pressure he hit that straight four of ashwin and you could see the pressure was finally like you know being put on the indian bowlers and then you were like ah this okay maybe this is where the fight end does it because you know you started getting that feeling that like you know that hollow feeling of ah okay maybe this is it like that was this is when like, australia batted out of the match <laughs> absolutely exact and i was all set to write that piece that day or the next day where like that whole thing you know where the shift happens and then like this felt like a day of any other like or any other day from any other india tour of australia in the past uh not 2018 19 so much but the other ones so 2011 uh, fact, maybe or 2014 yeah 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 14, yeah yeah exactly so and and with steve smith as well right like he was 2014 especially he couldn't stop scoring runs then you come to the next day and that was the first time india showed that thing that no this is a very different indian team like they fought back and they and and that's that's the match situation or type of scenario where australia generally come and knock you out right like that's when they like no like keep punching you keep punching you they'll make 450 and they'll just bat you out of the game but then like i think at 200 for 2 you felt that like first hour i thought india bowled beautifully they didn't give anything away i remember 11 overs some 22 runs and i remember being on air and i said this is great i mean this is when generally australia get a move on these two set guys but even then you felt oh okay fine like you know especially after last summer when manas and bonner and even smith though he didn't make 100 they couldn't stop scoring runs i thought this is just a throwback to one year ago and they will now get a move on and then wickets start falling and jadeja was the big like again jadeja was the man who turned it around like got manas out um and then uh, bumrah uh, I, i don't remember what's now and smith makes the 100 and uh, you still felt that uh, oh actually no before smith made the 100 wickets started falling like you know then wade plays the wade gets out and then you're like okay this is a mini collapse okay but this will be the big cam green day i really thought so because cam green made that 40 odd in melbourne and he's been built up so much here uh, you felt okay now like and will pakoski has made his uh, debut he's made a chancy 60 but he's looked really good now cam green like you know the new blonde bombshell or whatever from australia has arrived the and new keith going, miller new keith miller new ricky ponting everything put into one so i thought this could be the cam green day then he gets out and then tin pei i think bumrah gets him out right 
exactly. Bumrah with the second new ball, like got both of them out. And then you were like, hey, okay, this is kind of strange. I, like, I didn't expect this. But then you said, then you felt, oh, this could be that game when Stark will come and make that 60. And then <laughs> like, when the tail will wag forever. And <laughs> exactly. And then they'll be like, everyone will be like, oh, why can't India get rid of the tail? And like, like the famous Sunandal Lele question to MS Dhoni, which I think led to MS Dhoni saying, I don't want to play test grade anymore. Doberman ki aur unka Hanuman ki hai. That's the reason So, but I thought all that like was going to start again. And, but then wickets kept falling. And then uh, I remember that Stark-Smith partnership where Smith started getting desperate. He was on 98. And he was getting worried that I won't even get to 100. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then he gets to 100. Then you, and then he started opening up, right? Then you thought, oh, maybe it'll be that number 11 partnership, like 70, 80 runs where Smith. <laughs> and it started looking like that. And then Jadeja that pulls off that run out, which uh, I, I, I remember bumping into him the next day. I said that, Kamal, kia, yaar, I've seen so many run outs. And he's like, no, my favorite favorite runout. Tha. Like, he oh, really? When he hit that uh, middle stump, even though he could only see the leg stump. <laughs> Exactly. And he came also like, you know, from well outside the 30-yard circle, collected. It, it was just an extraordinary run-out. And then you're like, oh, Australia didn't even make 400. Like, okay, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I think it, it was uh, Jeff Lemon who, who said it was a collapse in slow motion. It didn't seem like a collapse, but actually it was a collapse. You was, know, the way they was. fell so with, uh, after day, after Manus and Smith, it was quite a big collapse for them. Absolutely. Like Jadeja and Bumrah just kind of like ran through them and Siraj as well bowled really well. And then like, tuck, 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 they all started falling and you're like, um, okay, like, uh, oh, okay, fine. All right. They've not made 400, but they still have a big enough total. Like, you know, pitches up and down and all Steve Smith said. So like, yeah. And then India come out and then like, you know, wickets start falling there. They like, you know, they are, uh, what, they what, 100 and... Um, not too many for six or seven, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. I'm getting everything mixed up, Sid. It's been just a few weeks, but like... No, no, no. It's it's totally understandable and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but they were... They, you're right. I mean, they lost uh, five or six uh, within like 120 or 130. Yeah. Ah, right, 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 right. Correct. And then... Uh, uh, oh, and then that's when Rishabh Pant gets hit and then Jadeja gets hit. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and they're like... But they still battle through the pain and like, oh, that was the injury day. Correct. Everybody started getting hit. Um, and then you were like, okay, now, like, see, Jadeja is ruled out. Like, you could see that, like, you know, every time you looked at your phone, like, Jadeja has gone for scans. Actually, no, I was the one who was taking these horrible pictures and saying, Jadeja has gone for scan, where you could see, like, some, like, uh, a blurred image of nothing. <laughs> but it seemed to, uh, like, for, like, you know, but what I was trying to say on Twitter was he's gone for scans. It, you, you couldn't make out what was, I didn't have to put the picture up, but I just did. And, like, yeah, a lot of people were... Uh, wanted to fund, like, uh, put a start a fund, go fund me campaign to buy me a new phone. I was very, very appreciative of that. The <laughs> <laughs> horrible pictures I was posting, but it, it started like that. Jadeja went, Pant went, Pujara was battling through uh, the finger injury. He kept changing his gloves, and you were like, Yeah, oh, I just okay. checked the scorecard. It was uh, basically it was 195 for five, not 120, 195 for five. Exactly, and then yeah. basically from 195, they fell for 244. That's, Correct. you know, exactly. that was the collapse. Yeah. Yeah, that was a collapse. Like Rishabh Pant like, got hit and then he got yeah. out. Yes, correct. And then uh, the collapse happened. Jadeja scored some runs late in the late in the day. And then 
that was the only time in the series uske baad where you felt like this was a proper india's day like you know one of those classic old twos because australia was batting for declaration and that's when they come into their own like you know davy warner will come and make like a quick fire 80 or 100 and that's what he felt but i thought the comeback really started on the morning of day 4 even though australia dominated even though it will be known for the day siraj brought like you know play to a stop because he heard abuse and he stood up like everybody should or for cam green sixes like you know i said green turned into a hulk like because he was smashing the ball and you felt like as and smith was batting really well he made 80 odd ashwin did get him out but he was batting 80 odd but i thought india bowled really well it didn't feel like the indian team of old at all like they bowled with great control like even to get to the declaration before the cam green cameo uh it felt like they they did not like put their head down in fact navdeep saini bowled beautifully in the second innings he got a couple of wickets and you were like this is still a remarkable you can't call it a day like of uh, where it was just india the indian team of the past because they bowled really well they bowled with control they never let australia dominate like australia neither would have like killed you and like by t they would have been 500 ahead they, so they just yeah, and, uh, they just uh, you know uh, looking at the scorecard again second innings a team going for a declaration is going at 3.5 and over 3.58 which yeah. uh, you know australia could have easy, i mean uh, australia world would have gone for 4.5 uh, and over yeah. easily it was the last 10 overs they would have smashed probably 60 70 runs also exactly and 3.5 despite that uh, cam green cameo like when he started hitting those sixes so it tells you how much or like that the in that the indians did have put the shackles on them they never let them and that was the whole story of the series no like australia was trying to break free and like if we would it are like you know like let me like you know this is my series like you're all injured beaten like they were literally trying to like break away but the indians like kept holding on to their foot and then like they went to their leg and, and and finally they held them grabbed them pushed them in the back and they surged on so Uh, I'm, uh, I'm imagining like uh, you. I mean, you can't see uh, Bharat on video, of course, but uh, I'm imagining a Rajinikanth move that you just did right now. Vidida, Vidida. It felt like that. It felt like they just were annoyed. You know, like yeah. Yeah, how can this team just not like go down? Like you know, I, 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 yeah. I'm a big pro wrestling guy, so I like it felt like one of those like they kept putting the submission on, and they were <laughs> they weren't even reaching the ropes. They were doing that classic one time. hand down second time and third time they were just like they like, you know uh, somehow hanging in there somehow hanging in there not giving up so uh, how would you i mean uh, just to interrupt you this is a very interesting thing so uh, if you just sitting down today you know how would you uh, what are the two characters from world uh, wrestling that you would uh, pick to to uh, characterize the teams especially in brisbane that brisbane contest <laughs> oh, a Brisbane contest! Like I called it the end of the Undertaker streak. No, so there's a whole built around, <laughs> but it wasn't Brock Lesnar ending the Undertaker streak. It was like uh. some like Pavam Midcarder who's like you know. Yeah, that's what I'm it. wondering who that Pavam Midcarder is. I think it's almost like for a. I mean, it depends on which era you're talking. Maybe in the or a. That's a good good question. Like. Not like okay. Not think about late. it. We can we can get to it at the end. Think about it. We'll get to it. Like, we'll yeah. to it. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if one of those random guys, like you know, who uh, has been a contender for a title a few times, but that's the maximum he's ever reached in life. Like yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, yeah, and then the opening partnership with Rohit and Gill, right? Like uh, you, you felt maybe India will be three, four down. Like you know, they had one whole session, but the way the ball was hitting bad. you felt hmm 
there's not much in this pitch. Like, yes, it is up and down. The odd ball stays low. All ball jumps up like Jadeja and Rishapan, uh, the balls that hit them. But they looked so comfortable. Like, and see, when it's over 400, like I've always felt it's a, it's fantasy booking. If you think that, oh, they will pull it off. So many times we've been there in so many matches, but rarely does it happen. So you just felt, okay, like they're batting and then they've seen of the new ball. But that's when like one of the big moments for me happened in on that tour when I saw Rishabh Pan sneak into the nets. So I ah, like... You know, that, was, uh, that is a piece that you guys should all read, which I'll link uh, anyway. But it's a good point to come to that piece. Yeah, so talk about that Rishabh Pant net session. Yeah, it, it was like, it was funny actually because it was around 5 p.m., 5.15 p.m. So I just saw like, you know, uh, like see, to be a good journalist, as you know, you have to be an eavesdropper, you have to be a stalker, you have to be a peeping Tom. That's those, if you're not any of those, then yeah, I mean, work on it. <laughs> so when you <laughs> restaurant with your wife, you need to listen to everything that is said on every other table, even if your wife says, Udar ja ke bed, na, fir. Yeah. just go and you, sit You need them. to be an intellectual boyer, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, yeah and a boring warrior, like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, boring warrior. Yeah, you, you yeah. don't want to, you don't want to get sleazy and all that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. You can't. On a yeah. cricket ground, you can't get sleazy. <laughs> even if you want to. <laughs> so, so I saw Rishabh Pant sneak out and then I was like, okay, fine. This is, this I need to see. So I just like went down, went to the SCG nets. But like, by now, everyone is used to seeing me at the nets. So it's not like a big deal seeing me there. And, uh, and like, this is, and I will call this my generation of Indian cricketers, like, We've seen each other so long. Like there is like a good, good relationship between like them and me to a great extent. So it's not like I knew they would not be bothered by my presence there. But I did not expect the role I ended up playing. So when I went there, I was standing behind the SCG nets, uh, and I could see Rishabh Pant, two throwdown guys, and Nitin Patel, the physio. And one of the throwdown guys is of course Nuan, the Sri Lankan, who amazingly speaks Hindi, which is one of the great like it's another. Uh, uh, like unexpected thing that happened, like because he was speaking to me in Hindi. Kitna, kisne mara, kisne mara. I was like, wow, oh really? No one right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. been around the team for a while. So the role I was talking about is because I was standing behind the nets and there was a TV behind me, and the match is still going on. So every time there was like a cheer or some noise from the crowd, they would stop their net session and look at me. So I had to look at the TV and like see what. Had oh, happened. so that was when uh, Rohit and Gill and uh, Pujara and all were yeah. batting. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Over at batting. So every time mm. I would see the nets and then I would, I would like signal four <laughs> or I'll signal two runs. And then I remember uh, Rohit hit a six. So I had a six, uh, yeah. signal six and they were all like, Kisne Rohit bayane mara? Rohit bayane mara? I said, ha, chai. And like, like, okay, fine. Like This is all happening while a test match is on, which I found, like, it was just weird. Uh, as, a, as, a South, uh, as a South Indian guy, you should actually reverse it and say, Rohit Anna has hit it. Rohit Anna. <laughs> Oh, but now everything is turned. No, everyone's a Paji. If Bharat Arun can become a Paji, like, you know, then... Forget that. We had uh, N. Jagadishan on our podcast uh, a few months back. And he is referring to Balaji, his own huh. statement, as Bala Bhai. We are like, they! <laughs> it's seriously like, yeah, I know. It's bizarre, right? Like, yeah. But the first I guess I it's Bala the Bala Delhi effect, right? The, the, is, there's so much of Delhi players and all that, yeah. Correct, yeah. Like I, the first time I heard Paji, sorry, I know we are digressing here. Two, two, like two years ago when India was in Australia, I remember Ashwin speaking to Bharat and said, Paji, ball kudunga. I said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't add up, right? Like two <laughs> chameleons calling one calling the other Paji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like anyway. So anyway, yeah. There I am in the next. Like yeah, Rishabh Pant is like in, initially he had the bandage on, the strap on. He was batting. He didn't feel too comfortable. Then he took it off. Uh, and he tried batting with it. And and that's when like you know when he was batting without the strap. Like he, that's when he started mothering himself, and I really wanted to go hug him and end the tour, breach the bubble. I didn't care. I felt like I felt so like my my motherly instincts kicked in at that point because he just like was like like you know in his stance and he's telling himself, "Tujhe kuch nahi hua, tujhe kuch nahi hua, chal chal, tujhe kuch nahi hua." Like you know, his stance led to you know, talking to his uh, arm almost. Yeah. Yes, talk, talking to his arm almost. Like you know, yeah. like how a mother would like to a child. Yeah. Like you know, "Tuno ala papa." Like it was almost like that. uh and then he was still like you know middling the ball and then then he's telling uh, no one ki you bowl shot you bowl sponsor don't be scared don't be scared and he's telling nitin patel are usko bolo darna nahi mujhe nahi marega mujhe nahi lagega bolo bolo and i was like oh this is too oh like this is too endearing like yeah this is too cute and then he started pulling the ball and that's when nitin patel said uh, are you feeling fine now i said he said yeah better better and he said tomorrow big surprise like you know they will not know what kya hua big surprise and there is also like a lesson in here said for all journalists like you know when you are watching a net session and whatever so there are some, you have to realize that it's their private space at the end of the day like it's their space so uh, now like uh, yeah i know i tweet stuff out and all but you should be careful with what you tweet out there are some person like conversations like these uh, especially if we saying surprise surprise and all Like if I just tweet that out, like uh, I'm, I'm. It's not fair on them, right? I mean, they're planning something, so that's why even when I tweeted the net session picture out, I just said the status is still that he will bat if required. Uh, even though I knew that he was going to bat, and they had this big surprise plan, but that's not my job, right? How can I ruin their plans? Like you know, and so often you also see, like I've seen people who watch the nets with me. When a coach comes to speak to a player, that's when you back away. Like you know, you can't up on and take a video and like you know, it's like oh, wait, lavande. Like when you are speaking to someone like your whoever, uh, someone like invading your privacy and take like so. These are just lessons you 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 pick up, and everybody should respect the fact that just because you have access to the net does not mean you just videotape the whole thing and like you know, uh, because it happened during that SCG test. when uh, justin uh, during the lunch break i just walked out to see the nets and travis head was batting and then i saw justin langer walk like you know towards the travis head nets i just walked away and i remember he started talking to as he started talking to me he just immediately turned around to see if someone was there or not and he saw i was like by then far away and there was that smile of acknowledgement key like yeah that's like yeah so i don't know why i'm telling you this but i just think it's important no no it's do- important it's important and and it's particularly important in today's media space where yes. the players don't trust the journalists players exactly. you know especially because i can imagine another situation where there is you know say a tv journalist who is under pressure for a scoop standing yeah. there hearing nitin patel say this or rishabh pant say this and immediately going on air and saying that hey i have got an exclusive when exactly. actually you're crossing an ethical boundary there because exactly. yeah, that's you're not supposed to they're not supposed to let out a few things that you see uh, absolutely and like i would not even have written any of this so the next day uh, when i saw rishabh pant walk out the bat i was like oh good 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 so if he makes 30 runs my job is made i have a story like you know once the event has happened then you can write about all that. then like, you have material <laughs> exactly then you have material and then it has happened i'm not like like i said i'm not uh, ruining their plans or whatever they have in mind because if you if they don't get that space also 
then where do they go <laughs> like if even that gets put out on social media everything is uh, so th- there is it's it's just no, but i think even if even if he had scored zero or even if he had scored yeah. 10 i still think that is a story there because you story. know yeah. he went to he's a guy who was injured he went to the nets he was had this you had this lovely observation of him but i guess it wouldn't have been a story because the bigger story would have been india saving the test or whatever whatever yeah exactly yeah whatever but it just helped it just really like yeah, yeah it helped that he scored 97 on that final day yeah <laughs> and also it helped that so my story eventually wasn't pant it was starting with pant and how the entire indian team kept telling themselves tujhe kuch nahi hua in different languages in telugu and tamil like yeah once vihari and ashwin walked out <laughs> so it was um, yeah it, it was it was a fascinating net session also told me a lot about this indian team which just seems to have that um air of fearlessness and just that tikka that ravi shastri has spoken about for years now it's showing like you know the ravi shastri uh, approach to coaching the ravi shastri energy that he brings to every net session um is beginning to show in each one of them like he gets so much flack for oh, whatever he doesn't do anything what is his role and all people ask him if you actually keep your biases aside and watch him in the nets you know what his role is like he it, like not just with the guys who are who were playing like the amount of time he spent with prithvi shaw after the first test when they realized that this boy is has a long way to go to play test cricket you could see but the way they worked with him like it, it's just amazing and like that's that's it, it, it starts from there like i think the energy the this whole thing of oh when you are playing out there like just removing the fear of failure i think it comes a lot from ravi shastri and it showed like now who which other coach has come and won two test series in australia <laughs> so you can't deny him that either so yeah, yeah, i mean i i was of... just telling somebody that uh, you know had uh, uh, john wright or gary kirsten or greg chapel gone to australia and won two series i mean they would be like uh, treated on exactly. the on par with uh, su- demigods you know they would yeah, be yeah. like the greatest thing that happened to indian cricket ever so Ravi Shastri I mean I don't I'm not saying treat him like a demigod but give him his due I mean or at least find out what he's doing to help the team instead Before of just you did, uh, yeah yeah the problem is it's not just see I I, I understand if people um, outside the system think along those lines they'll see some pictures on twitter and think ha ha daru peeta ye but it's sad when i see journalists honestly put their personal uh, vendettas or like their personal equations with Ravi Shastri or whoever and then build like narratives around oh kuch nahi kar when you know it's not true which is kind of not fair and uh, and see and we both been journalists uh, we've covered indian cricket like the best way to deal with it is like not take anything personally like you know i it shouldn't matter what a coach or a captain th- honestly like unless your work is getting affected this whole thing of i've heard journalists say he doesn't like me he doesn't hate me why should it even matter to you like they're not your like they're not your pe- like people your life is sub- your real life is something else right you, whether you if your friends your actual friends in life don't like you then it's a problem i think it's a division that people should make like yeah because i you you're there to be an objective journalist if he does well you do write good stuff about him if he doesn't do well you criticize him that's where it ends there is no like oh because he doesn't like me i'll show him that's too much of that uh, i've seen like and i've i've realized a lot more of it since coming here and like looking at it from the outside it's you don't need to be but well i'm not here to like make judgment calls on other journalists but you know where i'm coming from yeah but on a quick one on ravi shastri i mean as a player i mean he uh, he wasn't a long time captain he just captained in one test for india but 
he captained for Bombay. He won Bombay the Ranji Trophy in his final season with a bunch of kids. Uh, yeah. You know, a team that uh, was uh, pretty much uh, you could equate with the team that won in the Gabba in in a Ranji Trophy scale. And uh, from what you hear of people, it seems that one of Ravi Shastri's biggest uh, strengths is to bring the best out of uh, uncapped and unknown people and youngsters and give them the kind of ownership and confidence uh, that, uh, you know, is often underestimated in cricket. Definitely. And I remember Amol Muzumdar, when he retired from first class cricket, uh, he held a press conference at Kharjim Kana and he spoke about like when people asked him about like people who have been the most influential on his cricket career. He spoke about that Ravishast that Ranji Trophy final and Ravishastri's speech as captain. This is when he stopped playing international cricket, and how inspired it was like you know uh, laced with a lot of cuss words of course, but like you know in true Ravishastri fashion. But he literally got each one of them to believe that you know they belong there, that they can take decisions for themselves and. And you talk about the GABA test, that's what we've heard, right? That Rishabh Pant was just asked, he was not given any directions to go and win the match or whatever. Just back your, back your instinct, back your belief, back your understanding of the game and go play your game. And that's really been the hallmark of his coaching regime. And also the fact that I think his ability to take all criticism on himself and never let it go on to like his players because and I, he said it in like you know he's uh, often spoken about it on the sidelines saying like you know you can criticize me for whatever the way I look the way I am but till the time my boys are not affected by it it doesn't matter to me because I have a thick skin it doesn't matter and that's what we've seen in the last three four years of his coaching and now it's reflecting in performances where these young kids are just coming in and going out there and like performing like they've been doing it for a long time. Whether it's a Shardul Thakur making a comeback to test cricket, T. Natarajan, the way he bowled, like, uh, despite saying, Anna, I don't ball. <laughs> or, or like, you know, yeah, and the guts that Hanuma Vihari showed, like we were just coming to that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, and I really think the Vihari-Ashwin partnership is, will go down in history as one of the greatest partnerships of, all time, purely nobody like you look at the runs they were some 30 runs and some 200 balls or whatever it is. But this, like, Vihari was putting his career on the line. See, now he hadn't scored too many runs. Yes, the team management felt he was batting really well, but he goes out there and so many times the team management, the physio came out to ask him, Are you fine? Are you fine? And I, I remember seeing Ravi Shastri and Bharat literally like saying, like, Ask him to come off. Like, what is he doing? Like, you know, he, he could end his career. Like, and also, at that point, you didn't know how long it will last, right? Like, you know, maybe we'll send the Jadeja, and this, which is again amazing, to sitting there with a broken thumb, which and he has already... Who, who again had his career on the line. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it, it really was, like, yeah, it, it's unimaginable what was happening that last session. And then Vihari, like, knows at that point he's not going to play the next test because his hamstring's gone. He knows that he's not going to play the England test. And you know how Indian cricket is. I mean, Karun Nair made a triple hundred. Where is he now? So the chances at that point are uh, some young kid, it can still happen. Some young young kid or whoever gets drafted into the Indian squad for the England test. Could, not, why young kid? KL Rahul comes back, makes uh, a 200 or Hardik Pandya plays the test, makes 200. Vihari might never play for India again. So when you see a young man like him put his career on the line, that you just have to like, you know, even if you're a neutral fan, you just like say, oh, that's quite something. Yeah. And Ashwin the same. Like, 
uh, it's funny because throughout the Pujara Panth partnership that day, I kept looking at the dressing room and Ashwin was standing and like just like, you know, uh, moving around. And I really thought it is some kind of uh, superstition, like, you know, don't move from your seat. But others also looked, it felt like they were not moving. Like Vihari was also just sitting quietly. But then I realized, but this, isn't this guy like going to tire himself out by just standing up? Like, why is he just standing up? And then I uh, I found out that he tweaked his back the previous day. And then it all came together. I said, oh, he can't sit down, actually. <laughs> it's not that he's standing up. And then to see him walk out and, you know, Ashwin's batting, we've all criticized this in the last two, three years. It has gone down for sure because we all know how capable he is with the bat. But in this series, like from Dramoy Noel, like which is the first warm-up game, he had been working ex- dub- triply hard on his batting, like, you know, on his technique. He does fuss a little about his technique, but you could see he was really working hard. And uh, it showed, there was glimpses of it here and there, Adelaide, Melbourne. But here, like, you know, when he walked out to bat, uh, he had one man who couldn't walk or run. He couldn't sit. This is, And they were literally, they looked like two 70-year-olds somehow, like, you know, <laughs> getting to their respective ends. And they just kept batting. And batting and batting. And, you know, the Australian frustration was understandable. Like, you know, by now that India had not just held them by the foot, they like, yeah, held them by the throat. And the frustration kept coming through with Tim Payne or whatever. And yeah, it, it was really, it was one of those things I can't believe, I still can't believe what I saw, that Vihari Ashman partnership. Do you think that, uh, two questions, do you think that the whole, uh, Steve Smith uh, thing around coming and trying to take the thing. You think that was a bit overblown? Way too overblown. And that's another issue. Like these days with uh, social media, right? All these clips get... I'll tell you, like during the SCG test or the MCG test, MCG test, someone like tagged me on a clip where Rahane and Siraj are like walking back. It feels like Rahane takes something out of his pocket. Basically, he's taking a hand warmer out. But it feels, and they're like, I don't know who this person was who tagged me and he said, what is happening here or something. So, uh, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. If, imagine that clip could have been blown out of proportion and the whole ball tampering thing could have come into the picture. So, it's, so you have to be very careful with what, as a journalist, what you react to on on social media. And um, the Steve Smith thing was like, that's Steve Smith, man. Like he does crazy things. Like, you know, I've seen him do some really crazy things in the nets. And even in the middle, like when Shubman Gill played that cut shot towards the end of their Melbourne test, you could see him like, you know, kind of shadow practicing that cut shot, like almost an admiration for the shot Gill had played. And he's always leaving balls or he's like, you know, he's in his own, he lives in his own world. That's why I felt one of the biggest uh, drawbacks for Joe Burns in the series was standing at first slip next to Steve Smith, right? All Joe Burns wanted to do was forget batting, but he could never forget. <laughs> all like all day long, this guy is like thinking and doing like uh, or shadow practicing. So I think it was just blown out of over. And honestly, like even if you played cricket at like a lower level, you really think you can scratch your guard off. And I umpire at junior level, even kids at least mark their guard like some ten thousand times. It's not like Rishabh Pant is suddenly going to stand on off stump and have a leg stump knocked off. It was just, I, it, just because it's Steve Smith, it gets blown out of proportion. And and even with the whole Tim Payne Ashwin thing, I no Ashwin gave it back to him. Tim Payne, I said it on all radio shows here. Tim Payne just picked the wrong guy on the wrong day to give it. <laughs> to it Ashwin always, Ashwin's always. Uh, he's the most well-read Indian cricketer. He knows everything. You know, he he was always going to give it back without losing his school or not not in the same fashion. And no surprises that Tim Payne lost his school. He, he had a raw nerve, right? By this whole thing of, oh, this, it'll be your last tour. 
Well, now who knows whether Tim Payne will last till the Indian Tour the way this series has gone for him. But he just and again stump mic journalism. Said I don't know. It was not uh, around when you were a journalist. I'm sure. But yeah, you have like in the press box. Does it matter? I don't know. I mean, it's being reported a lot. But I don't get this whole the people like transcribing stump mic conversation and putting it on Twitter. And I mean, these are adults playing out there and being called a dickhead really in Australia. Yeah, everybody calls each other a dickhead. Anyway. Yeah, and unless it's something that's uh, you know. Uh, out of bounds unless yeah. you know people are breaching uh, the sort of uh, you know people are entering uh, zones that you shouldn't like racism and all that i mean yeah. i don't think this should become the story of the day i mean it's like a little tiny anecdote here and there exactly. but yeah. and i understand you know in the press box you're actually sitting and watching the field and you're sort of focused on so many other things and exactly. then to then go to the stump mic conversations transcribe it and all. Yeah. i mean don't <laughs> Yeah, it's become a thing, and it also what and see what happens is once you put it out on social media, right? Or, or if you're not at the ground, like people don't know what happens at the end of the day. Like Tim Payne running up to Ashwin at the end of the day, tapping him on the shoulder, them just like giving each other a high five, and then Tim Payne later on he admitted he said that, oh, I didn't, I looked like a fool at the end, right? I gave you shit, but I was the one dropping catches. So because in most cases these cricketers forget all that like you know once uh, or any like professional uh, sports person for that matter you don't hold that grudge like to, uh, i know ashwin tweeted the thing out that's just ashwin being ashwin like you know uh, uh, smartly like tagging tim pain so that all the saying i couldn't come to the gaba and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's i couldn't like, play at the gaba i mean yeah <laughs> yeah that's why we love ashwin like he doesn't hold back and he'll make sure to get his point across in some way or the other but i think they kind of forgive each other at the end of the day it didn't matter but if you put the clip out or if you just start writing about it then people don't know that it ended on a good note right they, you'll you'll think that it ended there we're like ay 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 baba baba whatever you dickhead like uh, anyway it's yeah but yeah i think i think what could happen what should ideally happen is that you know uh, media organizations need to realize that the game that is going on on the field is uh, getting quite different from the game that your television is showing you because your television is focusing on virat kohli 60% of the time in the game but a journalist there is not looking at virat kohli 60% of the time he is looking at uh, so many other things same way exactly. like the stuff conversations is a tv thing the commentators are saying stuff which is a tv thing so you do a very simple thing you have a guy who is covering the t- stuff that is coming on tv and then you yeah, let yeah. the journalists in the ground give you the <laughs> actual reality actual, yeah i mean yeah. you get a 360 degree view of the whole ground which is exactly, the best right? point yeah yeah exactly that's the yeah. privilege of being a journalist yeah it's yeah i think it's just and also broadcasters i think at some level they'll have to think about the stump mic like you know especially here i don't see it happen so much in india where they uh, when the spinners bowling they have like the whole over where they like we're going to listen in but it's it's a risk like you know i'll give you an example last year when pakistan were playing a t20 uh, wahab riaz had the mic he was mic'd up and they said we are listening in and uh, later and like he's speaking in urdu and they're talking about bowling changes and like you know they're talking about mai idhar dalunga udhar dalunga which is information that should not be relayed outside and then later on i asked some of the one of the fox producers i said at that point when you had wahab riaz mic'd up and you let people listen in was there anyone in the box who knew urdu or hindi they're like no so i was like what do you mean no like he could have said whatever right <laughs> like yeah it's just it's amazing like yeah but i guess 
especially in Australia with Fox and Channel 7, there's so much competition right now to like, you know, which is, which doesn't happen anywhere else in the world where you have two broadcasters uh, <laughs> trying to one up each other. So it's it just become a norm here, like to have the stump mic on. And like someone said, Tim Payne, like, I think Gideon Haig said, uh, you live by stump mic, you die by stump mic. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, the it's second a- question is that, yeah, the second question I had is now, you know, the with the whole uh, Indian team's relationship with the media, which is quite frosty at m- most times, and, you know, players not even entertaining too many interviews or anything like that. And secondly, with the, quite a number of, you know, with the social media becoming such a big deal, you know, Ashwin putting out all these videos and, you know, Rohit Sharma interview, uh, interviewing some cricketers and all that. But one, so there are some cricketers, you know, like the, a Pujara or a Vihari or something who we don't get to know much about. Either because, you know, their presence is not that big on social media and, yeah. uh, you know, they, are, they play only one format. And so yeah. they are there on your screen only not that often. So what are your, uh, tell us a, a bit about your observations of Vihari. You did write in that uh, Siraj piece that, you know, Vihari has uh, take it, uh, taken it upon himself to also mentor Siraj in a way because they they both have that Hyderabad connection and all that. Yeah. Tell us about Vihari because he seems like a very interesting character to me who is not that much, you know, known as much as he should. Yeah, I think they, he is very quiet. Like what you see on the field is a lot of how he is like, you know, he doesn't talk much even during net sessions or, um, you know, he'll have that one smile on his face, but he looks the same uh, regardless of what's happening. I'll give you an example. So uh, Gav and I were trying to judge after the MCG test when they had one net uh, with Rohit Sharma also in there because they hung around in Melbourne for a few days. And um, we were trying to judge like, you know, oh, whose shoulders are down, who might play, who might not play. You're always trying to look at body language, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you looked at Vihari and like both Gavin and I said, maybe I think he's not going to play. Look at him. He's not talking to anyone. He just like, you know, uh, seems very quiet. And uh, then we go to the SCG, like for two days later, uh, he looked the same. We were like, uh, but <laughs> he's the only one who looked the same. Like uh, who, I don't remember who we thought would play. Mayank we thought would play. Even Mayank, uh, like, but Mayank looked down, like, uh, unlike the other day. So we were like, wait, like, we can't be stooped, not poker face. There is no expression. There's no emotion. And uh, and that's really how he is. And that's the that's what the Indian team like about him. He's got a very, very tough interior that we uh, saw during the SCG test. But just generally, like, even on the field, you could see that when Matthew Wade kept sweeping uh, oh, yeah. uh, and like, kept hitting him on the shin and on the knee, he just didn't flinch. He's got, he's, one thing you realize with Vihari, he's deceptively strong. Like he's one of the more muscular Indians in this squad. And um, yeah, it, and I remember interviewing his mother a few years ago. And this is a very sweet interview because uh, I've never heard another cricketer's mother say that ah, when uh, uh, he plays an on drive very early in his innings, I know it's going to be his day. <laughs> which, I <thought> like, <laughs> which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And uh, uh, because she's seen a lot of him, right? Like he, his father once watched Ambati Raidu bat as a, uh, when Ambati Raidu was a junior cricketer and he said, I want you to bat like him. Uh, that's how, and how things turned out so differently. <laughs> yeah, look, look where they are now. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, I think his mother used to own like a, a clothing shop, like one of those mom and pop clothing stores. And I remember her telling me and even him telling me in an interview when he wouldn't play cricket, he would go and like help her and her sister run the shop. Of course, now I'm sure like, you know, they've moved on from that. 
Um, and he's the, he is actually the proper uh, South Indian middle class boy. Like, you know, just looking at him. Uh, on the field, like, the Australians stop sledging him because they realize more than even Pujara, at least Pujara will smile. This guy has no expression. Like, there's no point going after him. And <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's that. Uh, and from what I've heard from the team management as well, they always talk about him being that uh, 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 a leader where, like, he is a leader by example. Like, you know, that toughness, that... Uh, that quite uh, that he he has that air of nothing will nothing will bother him like he's so in his own zone that nothing mm-hmm. bothers him but also when he spoke about siraj i thought vihari played a huge role even on the field like siraj would go to vihari he was his first ever captain like many years ago and he's been captaining from a very young age as well vihari 2021 he was captain so often like if things weren't going right Siraj, the first man he went to was Vihari. And Vihari would put an arm around him and say stuff. like. So I think there is a lot to admire about this uh, youngish man. Now he's been around for two, three, four years. And um, I think we won't get to hear much about him. I know now he's gone and given a lot of interviews. But he's even in interviews, he's so modest. Like, Pujara is just mo- like modesty dripping. Like, you know, he's like, uh, what, like you know, he's boingifying in uh, modesty. <laughs> immersed in modesty. <laughs> he is immersed in modesty. But... Uh, Vihari is not to that extent, but because you don't know what to make of him. That, but yeah, there's he, also, there's a little quirky uh, humor there because there, somebody posted a nice clip from uh, uh, Melbourne where, uh, you know, Vihari was feeling in the boundary and there were some guys speaking Telugu in the stands and they said, you know, in Telugu, they were telling him, you know, we want a wicket, we want a wicket. And he turns around and tells them back in Telugu, if a wicket goes, the match will be over. Why do you want a wicket? So, <laughs> saying that, don't you want to watch more? So, exactly. and then there's also that, uh, you know, the Babul Supriyo's famous tweet oh, where he yeah, said that. that did. And then he replied to that and he said, you know, he, that Babul Supriya had said, uh, Hanuma Bihari. And he replied <laughs> to that and said, Hanuma Bihari. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a tweet of the tour. Yeah, that was a tweet of the tour. But that's yeah. what I think they really admire about him. He doesn't say much. When yeah. he does, like, it makes sense. Like, you know, he's one of those characters. And he, uh, like, see, from our point of view, when we saw him bat in the first two tests, he didn't make too many runs, got out playing like a sweep, like, you know, hit his glove, Nathan Lyon at the, at the wrong time after that partnership with Rahane. But when I spoke to the team management, they were like, what do you mean he's like, uh, we didn't even, we haven't even imagined him not playing because he is batting beautifully. So at times you also realize, no, the cricket that we see and the cricket that is watched from the dressing room is not always the same. Yeah, Yeah. so I think, um, and he will come back, I think whenever he does recover, uh, he'll be right back in. They have, there is this uh, sense that he could, I, I, I don't see him captaining India, but maybe if things, like, you know, if he had come into the Indian team slightly earlier, who knows? Maybe someday he might have gone on to captain. Yeah, and he gives you also that extra option of, I mean, he did open in the last, uh, you know, he has opened before also. So, he does give you multiple dimensions. I think he even bowls, right? He bowls a bit of uh, yes, spin yeah, as well. He bowled a lot last time, yeah, off spin, yeah. 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 Okay, so you get done with Sydney and then uh, you continue to stay in Sydney, I think, when the team goes to yes. Brisbane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then after Sydney, Bumrah gets injured. The next next guy falls. And yeah. then uh, basically, uh, you know, you're going to Brisbane, which is like, which Australia insists, I mean, pretty much insisted they want to play in Brisbane because yeah. that is their gabatois. And yeah. where they haven't lost since uh, 1763 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something as absurd as that, 1988. Yeah. But... Uh, and then, so yeah, so talk about that. So I guess you would have watched that whole game from your from an apartment on just a TV oh, and... 
Oh no! Yeah, so I was like still part of the SCN commentary panel. So I was going oh. to the studio every day. Uh, so it was just me, Brad Haddon, uh, and the scholar called Matt White. So we were the Sydney studio, Sydney team. So it was just the three okay. of us. So it was perfect. Okay. I had like this my own uh, like massive TV, like the size of a wall, the whole wall. It covered the whole wall. Lovely couch. And our stints would after the tea break uh, till the last day. We didn't have stints like the Melbourne and Brisbane studios would take over. So everybody would leave, and this is also the trust factor here in Australia, right? Three nights, I like they just uh, the other people who worked there. They said, "Oh, this is how you lock up, mate," and they all left. So I had the whole Sydney SEN office to myself. <laughs> so oh wow! I, yeah, I was the one locking in, like you know, or uh, locking the place up before leaving. So it was good fun. Like uh, it was different doing commentary off TV because you know there's a lag. Like it's happened. Like uh, what you always. 10 seconds late so it it was it was strange doing it of tv when you don't get that 360 degree view like, see writing is like you we all covered games of tv but especially commentary is very difficult like to radio commentary is even more difficult when you're doing it of tv where you're expected to describe the whole thing but you're just reacting to what you see on tv so which nobody can see if they're listening to radio so it it was a, a strange experience but yeah i mean not going to brisbane like i said i had to take a call on sydney or brisbane because i knew we couldn't only the team was allowed to go to brisbane and even in brisbane as you know they were not allowed to uh, leave the leave the ground and like it, 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 that's pretty much how they knew it was going to happen so uh, it, like the whole thing was i saw bumrah struggling at the scg he was holding his abdomen and even again like you know it might not be uh, it might be a maybe a forgotten chapter in this whole uh, mega series win but the fact that bumrah bowled with that abdominal strain because i saw the physio run out twice to check on bumrah and uh, to ask him to like literally come off like he said like why are you taking this chance but bumrah kept kind of waving them off at one point he was that fine leg in the middle of a spell when the coaches sent nitin patel all the way to fine leg to just check on him and like and bumrah have, have wanted nothing of it he just wanted to bowl and this is on uh in the australian second innings the declaration innings where he could easily have said no like you know anyway what's the point it doesn't make a difference to the innings if i bowl or not but he kept running in and yeah i mean they were to the extent they were scared that it could be a tear and that's one of the reasons why the news first broke out that he'll miss the brisbane test and at that point you're thinking well okay fine so bumrah is also gone so and i remember be, uh, being on some radio channel and i was trying to explain to them so this is like australia going in with mark stecketty sean abbot and uh, jackson your favorite Bird. michael michael neeser no but michael neeser is in the top 5 so even he would not have played like, oh okay 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 top 3 <laughs> so did you see the catch he took yesterday what yeah, a, what yeah a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh this is like literally australia going with their 6 7th 8th option like yeah and then ashwin gets injured no jadeja so it's like playing with i don't even know i don't even know i asked them like so who would be the spinner here because it can't be swept in either because he's your second spinner so like yeah i don't know lloyd pope i have no idea who that there are no other spinners really of note here john holland maybe if they would have gone back to his only option i think <laughs> so imagine playing a test match with that bowling attack uh and like yeah and t natrajan i kept joking about it so in adelaide after one net session i remember uh, like you know the co- ravi was ravi shastri was walking off and i said hey natrajan is bowling really well 
they they usko test debut and we both laughed ha 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 like you know little did i know that, like i don't think anybody knew at that point that this will become a reality <laughs> so uh, yeah and then it, it i mean strange. both natrajan and uh, washington sundar yeah. were both there to help the team in the nets pretty much right i mean and washington Shardul- sundar was there for and shardul thakur washington sundar yeah. was there for to imitate lion i mean to give the team practice against lion and yeah. the other two guys were just there to be just part of the team and Correct. just for insurance pretty much exactly <laughs> just to, yeah literally bowl in the nets because india were offered net bowlers but they said no no we prefer our own reserves like you know because they weren't sure whether they'll get net bowlers or not so by the time they reached they were happy to have some random net bowler come and bowl to them so these guys would bowl for hours shardul thakur would bowl for two and a half hours and washington sundar half the time wasn't even bowling like he would just like finish his action so that the ball lands and then uh, shridhar or someone would stand behind like hey innu poda innu body poda adala ha innu poda like because they wanted the ball to like jump off the surface zip. like grip. yeah zip was needed so i mean half the time he, and he wasn't carrying his pads white pads shardul thakur would bat in chennai super kings gloves whenever he get a, got a chance to bat because they, shardul thakur was as amazing as his stories as crazy as Tina Trajan because Shardul Thakur was part of the one day squad and that's it he wasn't part of the T20 squad he gets added to the T20 squad because somebody got injured one of the uh, 500 people who got injured on this tour uh, <laughs> then he gets added to the test squad when uh, Shami gets injured and he plays all formats like natrajan is uh, like another step below him reden <laughs> he wasn't part of any squad he kept getting added to one squad after the other and he played washington sundar the same he was part of only the T20 squad and uh, he was like uh, we expected natrajan and shardul thakur to stay not washington sundar was a surprise for gal and i we were like oh like i didn't know, even he know he was there a lot of people <laughs> didn't know yeah <laughs> so he would only be there he hardly even got a bat and like the way like incidentally the only time he batted was during the scg test during lunch this is before the injuries and all so the first time i was like oh you're batting on pannuvana is when i thought like i'm <laughs> like i'm seeing him bat poor guy maybe they felt bad for him like you know you never get to bat come we'll take you there and like uh, and that's really how crazy this whole thing is uh, the way india formed that playing 11 in the last test and like you know i was in the scn studio in the morning because i had to do like a pre match stint and both brad hadden and i are like just looking at the tv and like he's like oh that's bumrah that's bumrah i said okay uh, and like i remember in the morning crash craddock like you know the great yeah. crash craddock is on on camera he's speaking to the fox guys so i'm looking at it but i'm just looking at like the tv seeing who's walking behind him and first i saw bumrah in a jumper i was like no chance no chance and brad hadden's like no wait mate let's look at his shoes let's see what shoes he's wearing and then like <laughs> on tv we're trying to see whose shoe what shoe and all that and then they showed ravi shastri having two caps so we were like okay two debutants so natarajan and has to be natarajan and sundar there are no there's nobody else left Yeah, and then uh, Kuldeep is Kuldeep cannot be a debutant anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and Shardul Thakur is no, has played one test. Yeah. Ten balls. He has played ten balls ten before. Balls. <laughs> My last test I covered for the Express was Shardul Thakur's. Who people thought first and last test. Yeah. So yeah. then, then you see Shardul Thakur is also like marking his number because at that point when Ashwin gave Sundar the cap, I, I was kind of convinced that Ashwin might be playing. Like because I think the night before as well, nobody was sure. Like. because it's with a tweak back and all you maybe they were waiting for the morning of the test to decide how he's feeling so even at that point when ashwin handed him the cap i was like maybe ashwin still playing so two off spinners you know not bad you know then i see shardul thakur also marking his run up and i'm like wait 
I, th- I think batting and like what you were just about to say, the control he brings with the ball. Yeah. See, with Washington Sundar, like like in the nets, like you know, you know, when you're Zorse Bodo, no, he's kind huh. of in the Jadeja mode, like not quite Jado, idal dal, Jado bahar dal, Jado aage dal, not Jado bahar se bhi dal sakte hai. Bahar se bhi dal sakte hai, like not to that uh, level, but he is like a control bowler, right? So they literally wanted, but it was the batting that got him the got him the gig. but it is also the bowling to an extent and we saw him do that right he doesn't he's not too flash he's not going to bowl too many bad balls because you see his record in t20 cricket and which is what india wanted they wanted to build that pressure and he was a perfect bowler yes he hadn't played for a long time like his sister said no no but he's been playing a lot of div- first division cricket she told me <laughs> so i thought it was very cute like yeah yeah that that whole story is very cute uh, you should read it i'll link that uh, about washington sundar his family his sister how his dad had predicted uh, his dad is probably the only person in the whole world who had predicted <laughs> that washington sundar will play a test in this series somehow i mean i guess some divine uh, uh, voice had told him that or something So serious it is weird like yeah, when she said i said wait how did he know hey oh he <laughs> know something that we don't know is my first question yeah. he's like no, wow. i don't there of course that thought of it like yeah so uh, and i think yeah, that had a lot to do with i felt bad for kuldeep yadav but you know maybe if jadeja was fit they could have stuck with kuldeep yadav but once you pick washington sundar you had to pick four fast bowlers you couldn't have two spinners on that pitch No, and also if you're going with you know the plan that the Indian team came in with this series with you know the cut off the offside, cramp the players, uh, restrict the runs. Washington Sundar was the best because Kuldeep can Kuldeep is can bowl you the great ball, but he can also bowl you two bad balls in the over. Exactly, and they've always been slightly wary of playing him as the lead spinner, and especially hmm. at this stage of a series at the Gabba. uh where you don't know how whether the ball is going to turn or not it can i mean shane won always says where it seems it where it seems it spins <laughs> yeah that's his favorite line but you don't know and i think but at the 90% of uh what went in washington's favor was i think this batting and well yeah we saw what he did with the bat <laughs> yeah wow yeah i mean that was uh, yeah so you go to the gabba you have washington sundar shardul takur and this natrajan and a team that and then you know you lose the toss i mean exactly. of course i mean when everything is going wrong why not one more thing go wrong also no exactly. what big yeah. deal yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so, and, and but that but that bowling effort on day 1 you know i mean they, they, they you have to give it to them man yeah absolutely like you said like you said right things going wrong it will go wrong it really felt like and this was my last copy of this too it felt like you know how sports movies are made in india like where they will like accentuate the underdog story to such an extent where like the un- like even like, it'll be like if it's a box if like mericom the movie like i remember seeing some scenes where uh, like this is a real life story the lady still exists she's still boxing but in the movie they like show that i remember one scene where um, uh, her kid is in hospital and like you know fighting for his or her life 
which is a real story and she's fighting someone and then they show her fighting this lady and uh, i mean i was watching it with mehir wasawda who's done so many olympics uh, and like he's covered so much of non cricket sports at the highest level and i he was they show some random russian girl or someone who's boxing who doesn't look like a boxer and there's one scene i'll never forget where of course it's like a split screen thing like where the kid is really serious and at that point merikom gets punched and she hits the floor and then they show this boxing like her opponent come stand over her and say go home mama and like i was like that doesn't happen in sport like why are you showing all this it's like <laughs> <laughs> but it does happen it does happen in this tour to australia india tour ah, to australia everything suddenly in this tour it was like someone like writing a sports movie script in india like you know like if yeah. you will lose your players <laughs> you will be abused there will be like villain like you, you know lose, you will lose all your money you will lose ah. all your dignity you will lose everything that you have but then you will come and fight back <laughs> exactly that and that's it happened in real life it happened in reality that's exactly what it was like you said everything was going against them like losing the no and even on the day one you know it was 274 for 5 which yeah. okay fair enough manas got that 100 and all that but even then for for me looking 274 for 5 that bowling attack is a big success man like it oh, could have yeah. been 380 for 2 or something <laughs> exactly yeah and you felt with that bowling attack this is david warner's day i mean has to be david warner's day nobody is talking about him he's going to come and like you know make that oh 100 of 80 balls and like everybody ah davies back davies back is what i thought would happen but he gets out early and manas could easily have been out like they could have been 3 for or 4 for 95 or oh, sorry i'm two and a half years here i've started saying it wrong <laughs> 95 for four. Yeah, <laughs> they could have. No, been... no, yeah, it's okay. It's four for 95. You're still there, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I am here. Four for 95, and uh, when Cam Green's catch was dropped by Shardul Thakur just before the second new ball, if that catch had been taken, they might have been bowled out for 270 or so. It was. Yeah. So I think, and also what was happening here during the test match was everyone here was always like two steps ahead, like because weather is going to come and all. the inevitability around australian win was such so so high that uh they all they kept talking about was what will australia declare on in the second innings <laughs> whereas <laughs> hey wait wait there is still first innings india have to bat and it, it was funny like you know and and it went through even uh, on day 2 when india came back and bowled them out again australia not being able to lay the knockout punch because the wake pain and green started that morning you thought okay 450 they'll make like you know they looked at least 420 they'll make but india just kept fighting back kept taking wicket shardul thakur bowl uh, like you know uh, kept running in like he does in the nets and the, for natarajan shardul thakur and washington sundar to share three wickets each <laughs> like yeah. the series full of siraj taking a step back in his third test was like I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Like it was just crazy. And I mean, bowled out for three sixty nine after being two uh, hundred for three. You know, that is with this attack. I mean, that is like uh, stuff of Govinda movies, man. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know what script they were following anymore. Like, yeah, someone was smoking something somewhere. Whoever wrote the script, like, yeah, and uh, not the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so three sixty nine. Okay, fine. Three sixty nine is still like three sixty nine. You have runs on the board. That's what matters. Yeah. And then India come to bat, and you know it's like a that it's a mix and match kind of an innings. It's like okay, things are going well, and then you lose a wicket. Things are going well, you lose a wicket, and then yeah. you have the moment where basically uh, Govinda stops a plane with his teeth. 
which is <laughs> genuinely which is washington sundar and shardul takur's partnership i mean for me that for me at that time the series just lost all sense of reality for me i'm like okay we are now watching some other dimensional <laughs> event going on <laughs> yeah i see that's that's why i keep saying i don't think we'll see anything like this ever again and that's why i'm in a way glad 36 all out happened i'm glad virat kohli was not there because see if the same thing could have happened with virat kohli as well right oh but yeah, then, yeah but the focus would have been like on virat even whether he scored runs or not or you know it wouldn't be on these random heroes on that, shami like, it would have been on bumrah on shami bumrah. on all that yeah exactly yeah i mean it would actually the narrative would have been oh look we've come and beaten you with smith and warner also ah. now we were talking more about are wo chodo unke sath kon mar kon dekho like yeah so we have come and beaten you with smith and warner and us with nobody <laughs> nobody yeah us with like really like one rag tag bunch of like yeah. guys who like see natrajan will never play a test match again right that's that was it that he was destined to play this one test match and go back he's already not in fact not... Uh, three four guys from this test match may never play a test match again yeah, I mean, no, like shardul shardul may, may or not yeah may, may not yeah i mean it's this they will be remembered for this yeah right and yeah and at 186 for 6 like you know the top and rohit sharma shot so again you felt ah uh, now at least they're going to give up and that was the feeling in the commentary box brad hadden was like ah i think yeah this is too much i mean they've had too much you, even they've already won the series it doesn't matter even if they lose here like yeah and that's where i thought australia made a big mistake because india six wickets down and these two start batting very normally they are in no strife at all <laughs> and all they kept talking about was oh we need to take 14 wickets we need to take 14 wickets we need to take 14 wickets we need to i remember when the lead was still uh, 170 180 Oh, but I wonder, like you know, how they're going to focus on? Like they have to take 14 wickets. They have to take the weather's coming. Day, I'm not in the middle of this partnership. Has to end. No, and before you knew it, they like they brought the like like Ravi Shastri would say the psychological advantage. Like you know, India had got because the lead was in double figures, and then it started creeping. Then they were. That's when the Australians kind of like woke up and said, "Wait, we're watching something uh, we didn't expect." Then. India are actually getting close to the Australian target. Forget about 14 wickets. Who will get this one wicket? I mean, had to be Pat Cummins, like who's just a beast. Like who will keep like yeah, who, who's like a machine? I think like when he came back from his injuries, they installed some chip in his body. Now he was like he cannot stop bowling <laughs> at full tilt. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, like a combination of uh, Megra and uh, Mekai Nitini. Nitini used to just keep bowling, right? I mean, that, exactly, he can yeah. bowl all day, and Megra yeah, yeah. has the accuracy. So Nitini Absolutely. and Megra combined is Pat Cummins. bad comments yeah and like yeah. into two almost because of oh of course of course of course yeah yeah, yeah. so he, you know and then you were like oh wait and i kept saying wait india could win this actually if because australia don't stay in the present i remember uh, some show are saying like they can learn from india like india are actually being in the present like you know they are like okay abhi kya hai hamare paas we have like nobody whoever is left Bharat can't come to Brisbane, so we'll just play the five of you. Like yeah, or of course, like <laughs> so. And uh, okay, where one eighty six was six. What can Shardul Thakur and Washington Sundar do? We'll bat and see what happens. Happen. But Australia were always like, oh, what will they declare on day? But like you're still like not finished. Yeah, Australia were always in the future, while India oh, were in the present. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, and and then like you know, but still you felt okay. So. Uh, then they bowl them out. Okay, like we've okay, seen. Okay, finally they get the lead. Even finally they, they get the lead. It's not too much. I actually predicted. I said they might go hard at India, 
and they might lose wickets and panic because that's how the series was going right on day 4 and then and they that's how like, it happened in uh, i mean uh, as memory serves in adelaide exact lead of 33 and also exactly. and collapsed and all that yeah exactly exactly and then like and they kept saying and they australians you know are obsessed with the weather radar it's coming it's coming <laughs> green is coming blue is coming it's coming it's reached the south coast it's 100 kilometers away those only know that i got no puri la we actually okay, defeat is coming that is the only <laughs> thing coming <laughs> that is the only thing coming yeah so the rain never came but that david warner marcus harris partnership was again one of those few moments where it looked they looked like australia of the old you like okay so warner's like playing well like you know 82 without loss Yes, the lead is now like. Obama. This is like this famous play, right? That uh, waiting for Godot. Basically, you're just waiting for Australia of the old throughout, but Australia <laughs> of the old is not coming at all. <laughs> not coming at all, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the India, the new India is just like surprising you at every step, like you know, uh, and uh, that partnership eighty-two, and then Harris gets out, and then like so Warner gets out, and you're like, oh wait, that's like you know, I thought that would be the Warner day. And so, Warner gets out LBW to an arm ball from Washington Sundar, which is a exactly. beautiful ball, <laughs> outstanding ball. Yeah. So Washington Sundar easily could have had Smith in both innings and Warner. I mean, he still had Smith and Warner on debut, not having bowled in a first-class match and only bowled in a Division One, first Division match, as her sister said, for four years almost. So, and then um, uh, that's where again India showed that they they were not out of the game at any point. like they even the australia felt that like you know the they controlled the game if you think about it now in hindsight india controlled the game at every step except that at 6 for 186 of course things were out of their control but once that shardul takur sundar partnership happened they india actually controlled the game because australia were playing for a declaration but they were not allowed to score at more than 3 and over like you know if sydney was 3.5 here it was 3.1 i think where they kept trying to break free but they just couldn't manas came and tried to play a shot he got out siraj bowled a great spell again uh, steve smith tried to uh, uh, break free then he gets out matthew wade like you know, you know maybe played playing his last test in matthew his. wade is that uh, down the leg side right yeah, i mean matthew wade <laughs> got out to like the most uh, like freaky ways throughout the series i mean yeah. exactly yeah, yeah either he threw his wicket away or like randomly he kept getting out and then uh cam green the you know walks out to bat and he just can't like hit the ball of the square and you're like what are they doing here and of course the australian commentary panel like you know shane won and all like they declare now declare now and even yeah, yeah, Harris, was, yeah i was saying oh i think they should uh, dangle the carrot to india maybe declare at 2 230 he said and i told him <laughs> the way the series is going i'm going to use a very cheesy line on radio commentary now i'm going to say if india uh, if australia dangle the carrot they will take carrot and make carrot halwa out of it is what like india will do <laughs> which is which is what pretty much happened in the end yeah exactly yeah then now when i think back to him saying 230 will be a good they will dangle 230 hey, that's have, like audacious man <laughs> it is yeah they might have won by lunch or something on, on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean gil might have won it on his own bat <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah it's it's amazing like that's the whole of australia throughout the series just kept waiting for india to just fall down yeah, it's basically. almost like uh, you know they uh, were victims of their own uh, fa- fantasy of their own hype because you know exactly. uh, you hype up the gabatwa to such a degree that the thought of australia losing at the gabba never enters your head So exactly. that's why even two thirty is like you think oh, okay you'll win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think even the whole 
culture thing as well, right? I think they're realizing it now. When you, uh, with the whole Tim Payne, Ashwin thing, him coming and apologizing, like when you set the bar so high for yourself in terms of behavior and all that, and you make a documentary which is kind of based around this changing faith of Australia, you're just setting yourself up to fail in many ways, right? Like how long, on in the heat of the battle, how can you like always match those standards that like nobody else has set for you. Ningale, you just decided like, no, we'll be like this. And it was similar with the Gabbatois that you could see from the beginning that they were so tense. They like, they were desperate to win this game. And the thought that this Indian team could even, like, you know, win never entered their head. It was almost, it, it is almost about India's survival. But now when you look at, the, or even like around midway through the fifth day's play, it never looked like India were batting for survival. It almost felt like Australia were the ones like hoping to like hoping for something to happen. Like the fact that they nicked India out for 36 all out, but still by the 22nd over here, they started bouncing Pujara. They were just like shooting themselves on the foot. They were so desperate for to have that one easy session, like that one session where they get six, seven wickets and uh, and then like, you know, you don't have to, uh, then like, you know, it goes back to just like taking those two, three wickets in the end and finishing it off. India just did not let them have it throughout the Yeah, season. after that 36 all-out, they never got a session which they dominated to such a degree. Yeah. I mean, they did dominate yeah. few sessions, but yeah, they never yeah. got away, you know? No, never, never, yeah. never. Like, our old to come to think of, exactly, and to come to think of it, had 36 all-out not happened, because it was a freak anyway, India yeah. might have even possibly won that test. <laughs> yeah, they were in front, like, well, like, 53 runs... Uh, like ahead, they easily could have been 120 runs ahead if Tim Payne yeah. had been caught at least once. Australia were 111 for seven, like you know, at one point, or 111 yeah. for eight. So India, like, yeah, I mean, it's a great win, but India dominated the series. Like they really did dominate the series. Except in fact, you know, Shane once said on air, uh, he said a very interesting thing, which even I found a little counterintuitive. He said, in uh, you know, he said this in the middle of the Brisbane Test. He said India have been the better team in the series. And a couple yeah. of his co-commentators said, no, I don't think so. In Sydney, they struggled for a draw. They lost in Adelaide. But if you actually take session by session, India probably won more sessions than Australia. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had more heroes than Australia for sure. I mean, yeah. look at the number of people in the Indian team who enhanced their reputation. And look at the number of guys in the Australian team who either plateaued out or like lost from scheme. Like Stark and Lyon had horrible series. Like you know, Lyon and Wade is like maybe batted himself out of a test spot forever. Mm -hmm. uh, Cam Green, yeah, he was okay. I mean, yeah, like the way the hype around Cam Green, like if Cam there. Green, if Cam Green, uh, you know, if uh, the only way Cam Green could have uh, held up the reputation if is if he had scored eight hundreds throughout the series. Otherwise, <laughs> anything was a letdown. That's how he was hyped. Exactly, yeah. And taken 50 wickets, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least, at least 50 wickets, yeah. At least 50, yeah. Poor guy, didn't even get one, like, you know. And then even, <laughs> see, you could see that uh, Australia had been outplanned. Like, you know, they were just waiting for something to happen. Like, you know, that the way that whole 36 all out, if not 36 all out, but something like where they'll just stick to their plans and India will finally, like, you know, give up and like start edging balls. But they just did not do that. Like, you know, and the fact that Australia... Uh, could not find ways to overcome that means that they were uh, they'd been outplanned and they never had a plan B, right? Their plan was just like just keep bowling there, set them up, and they'll get out, bowl maidens and all that. But this Indian team, the way it's it's such a freaky batting lineup, right? Gill will play with like absolute freedom. Rohit is Rohit, like you know if he sees a bad ball, he'll put it away. And then you have Pujara, like who will just like 
play pujara like you know do a pujara and, uh, and pujara who I, will uh, who decide pujara who on the last day decided that pat cummins is getting me out with uh, beauties every innings so now yeah, i will yeah. basically let the ball hit my body <laughs> exactly whatever happens like yeah he's literally he walked onto a cricket ground but thinking that he's in a boxing ring like you know where i'll just like yeah and for me the funniest moment of the series was like while he's getting pounded by balls every part of his body is hurt when cute floaty butterfly like flies past him and he's like oh no 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 i need to be <laughs> i'm distracted quite a few you know, people have you know i think gideon even wrote the butterfly effect as the headline <laughs> to his piece yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah. Oh, it was fascinating like the way um, and and with pujara and with the batting lineup india had they could play two games with pujara they were drawing the game at one end with everyone else they were winning the like or at least playing for a win at the other end like which very you few think teams... with pujara they were drawing i think even pujara because the way he was playing stark and line i thought sometimes he was also going for the win like uh, in the second half like i think in the first ah. half the way he started he was like you know basically he was the security like he was hmm. like the bruised and battered security <laughs> but at his end like in like you know if he could bat the whole day india knew they could like uh, bat the day out while at the other end you get i think the whole thing changed when rahane walked out i felt mm-hmm. yes there were like with stark he was so gone by then like you know even anybody would have come in like you know he, there was nothing in his deliveries right the way shubman gill played him yes he killed him he tamed the bully but um, like even pujara was able to hit him like you know over the over point and all because the ball had like it was sitting up to be hit like yeah yeah he had an off day he was probably injured as well he had a really off day yeah 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 and i think the rahane the arrival of rahane is when pujara changed like did you ever imagine before this test match started that ajinkya rahane and cheteshwar pujara will have an all run four i never did that i like yeah. <laughs> it's one of those other unexpected things that happened like things that you never thought would happen and i think that's when you suddenly got this feeling that oh like you know okay india are really going for it as when pujara started jumping out and flicking line and uh, trying to like you know force the issue the running between the wickets changed i think rahane's arrival is when i at least felt that they're definitely going for the win i mean draw is out of question now they just no, going even when uh, gill was uh, going after stark uh, with those pull shots and uh, you know fielders out there but he's still going for it i thought you know yeah. i thought i think that uh, you know i uh, buy that ravi shastri's uh, statement where he said that play your game and yeah. then we'll see we'll see at exactly. some point and exactly. maybe when rahane came in is pretty much where they said okay may, we we are still in this touching distance so why not yeah. why not try not? yeah exactly why not try yeah and i think when rahane hit line for uh, for that, that six, six. Or, yeah generally he was batting i think that that was another one of those key moments the six of line because line was line i thought the way he started was the best he had bowled all summer and i think in for best he had bowled in like the last six test matches against india since perth where he's taken only 13 wickets now where he started bowling the right lines and like Shane Warne was going after him on commentary but at least he started bowling the right lines he was getting that bite of the pitch and the, the you know even with pujara he troubled him a lot in the first 3 4 overs and uh, he didn't he didn't have much of an impact against gill but it looked like it could be a line day at that point you know yeah like, he finally got gill but yeah and until then yeah. gill was easy against he was fine against exactly. yeah exactly yeah so you thought maybe it's finally the line day is here just based on the fact that he was getting the the ball was leaving his hand well nicely the yeah he wasn't just bowling flat that his face didn't bring uh, like you know he didn't have that frown on his face which nathan line does if things aren't going his way uh but yeah india just 
kept hanging in there hanging in there and after a point like you know but what pujara did was impact the australian fast bowlers when the they came back with the second new ball they were gone they were flat and pat comes like we said he can do it like even today now if you call him and say come bowl 50 overs he'll come and do and do that like yeah. uh, but hazel would like you know the way he kept staring at the pitch almost like like now on in a tapu point exactly the number of times the camera would zoom onto his face and he's looking down at the pitch like looking at like kya ho raha hai like why what about the cracks and i think that was another thing like they built up the pitch also to be like some more oh, cracks this crack that crack oh every time the ball would hit a crack tim pain would start laughing behind the stands and like and but yeah but it hardly did anything right you know there were three or four balls which misbehaved yes yeah. a few balls that pujara but mostly it was pretty so everything massive. that they expected to happen didn't happen you know the the gaba pitch should crack why isn't it cracking <laughs> yeah and there are cracks everywhere that you can see like you know there's looking at the pitch from uh that spider cam they're looking at it from like stump cam you can see all the cracks they look like i said it looked like the first time you come to australia and they you think and again the sunscreen and all i don't want and then your skin skin pitch starts cracking that that's what it looked like the gaba pitch but no and and to be fair cummins was hitting those cracks as well i mean the balls that uh, pujara took on his body were pretty much hitting those cracks and you know they they were going and hitting him yeah exactly and and and, and comins was still bowling at 100% like hazelwood was down to like 40 50% because pujara had just eaten him up like you know he mm. just feasted on him little by little by little and by the end of the day and they the after effects of the scg match also started showing but these guys had just bowled so many overs and the fact that stark had no impact the fact that lion was not having much of an impact and the fact that timpain even though they talked up cam green on day 4 saying he could be the difference maker he didn't bowl him like he bowled him just for three overs so and he didn't even go to manas who i think is a very underrated bowler so yeah they, no, but they he just... did actually that was another interesting thing because manas came on to bowl just before the new ball yeah. and uh, pujara went after him like how dare you come on to bowl kind of <laughs> stuff he just kept trying to hit him and yeah. that is another interesting plot because uh, you know we we had an earlier podcast where uh, mahesh mentioned that had manas actually bowled okay and batsman not gone after him then maybe the new ball could have been delayed a bit to give the bowler yeah. some more rest but exactly. pujara was not good all of that <laughs> oh no 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 and i remember like last time manas played a test against india last two pujara hit him for three fours and poor guys made him do a press conference that day i've never seen <laughs> <laughs> the the do a press conference on a day he's bowled one over where he's gone for 12 runs yeah so but, but manas uh, the crucial thing about manas is manas had more wickets than the entire indian bowling attack in this test oh yes of course you can't deny <laughs> that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it, like whichever way you look at it it's just uh, i can't believe that happened like it will never happen again <laughs> yeah so finally the of course pujara gets out to of course comins who else yeah, yeah. i mean it has to be comins he gets has his be, wicket yeah. and then uh, okay so then pant is there pant is set but yeah. uh, you know india's batting after that is like mayank is there but mayank is traditionally an opener and mayank is not right. in, in and out and yeah. then after that you have this so i guess at that time again australia were like okay it's done now like pujara's <laughs> out now we have to get through them <laughs> exactly i mean like it's not going to happen again like this lower order is not going to stand not on this cracking gabatoa pitch like you know where and our bowlers have like that he was the only obstacle rishabh rishabh pant's going to get out at any point and like i thought the way pant played lion 
just showed you like how special a cricketer he is. Like for me, yes, that net session at the SCG was my first sign of like I really my my respect for Rishabh Pant really grow like uh, through the roof. But like the way he played Lion, where it was almost like Lion was it looked like okay Lion was trying to tempt him outside off. So yeah, one ball he came out and jumped, and it was I don't think it was a stumping opportunity. It just like spun well past him, pain. but. At some level, it was Pant who was tempting line. It was like, okay, you come closer to me. If you bowl outside off stump, I'm not going to do anything with it. At times, he was just like walking away. He wasn't even leaving the ball, right? And then eventually, Nathan Lyon, because Australia were the ones who needed wickets. It's not like um, India could have gotten away with a draw. So that's the advantage that India had going into the game and Australia's desperation. So I didn't know what Lyon was trying to do there. Like... Trying to buy the wicket after the third over, he realized Pant is not going to come after him. Okay, that one time he came out and yeah, that happened. Um, and eventually he had to get his line straighter. And every time he did that, Pant was like hitting him over the top or sweeping him or like, yeah, and even trying some reverse sweep and all that. So it's just, it, Pant really out outplayed Nathan Lyon in the mind games uh, aspect of that battle. Yeah, and I also think that for a team batting last on a fifth-day pitch, India got into a situation where he said, okay, we can decide whether we want to draw it or win it. It's not exactly. up to you now, it's up to us. <laughs> exactly. And they controlled yeah. the game in that manner, right? After a point, India couldn't lose. In, yeah. Like you said, ball was in India's court. It was no longer in Australia's court. They couldn't, you couldn't take six wickets in the space of like uh, 11, 12, 13 overs on that kind of pitch. And... Like, I was there at Leeds when Ben Stokes, like, that was another miracle match. Uh, but one thing I knew is, like, one if they start going after them, Hazelwood, Cummins, like, they can get rattled because Cummins doesn't have a Yorker. As Mahan a bowler, as he's an outstanding bowler. But when guys go after him, I think that's the one element of his bowling which will improve because he's still so young. But as of now, he they can get rattled. And which is what happened with Hazelwood and Cummins. And the Washington Sundar hook shot of Cummins. <laughs> like, 21-year-old debutant. Like, you know, uh, till just one week ago, all he was thinking about, the best thing that could happen to him is go home and eat his mother's chakrapongal. And here he's like, you know, uh, batting. He's out there in the middle. The pressure's on him. Australia bowled two tight overs. The way he just hooked him for six was... Again, one of those moments of the match which we'll never forget. Like, yeah, and that for me was the killer blow. After that, and, and the yeah. next ball, next ball, he basically uh, takes it past slip oh. with that. Yeah, with that basic uh, slice. Of exactly, over. it was almost like a tennis shot. You know, a left-handed oh. uh, tennis shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like ten of two balls, and then yeah, and then the next line over was when he was hit for two fours, and that one ball spun off the crack, became a leg break, and then went for four buys, and like. Then you could see the smile on Lion's face, Tim Paines. They just resigned to the fate that, yeah, okay. I mean, that day. So, see, the greatness of this Indian performance was twice at Sydney and at the Gabba, they got Australia to give up on Australian soil, which does not happen very often. Like, you've heard all these years, right? Oh, man, we'll fight till the last ball. But I don't think Australia could. I mean, the fight was gone by then. Like, and which I think, apart from the 2 1 series scoreline, was India's greatest achievement. Like, you don't come to, using the pro wrestling analogy, you don't come to Australia and get them to submit. Like, they finally tapped out. Like, you know, they just said, Go now, go away. <laughs> like, we don't want given, what, uh, given what you saw in Brisbane, I just wonder if, uh, uh, you know, 45 minutes or uh, half an hour or 45 minutes more of Pant in Sydney, yeah. and who knows? Because, because you know, that guy can uh, score at uh, six and over uh, without any fuss. 
Yeah, or even for that matter, when he got out, if Vihari hadn't pulled his hamstring, and Pujara that day was playing beautifully, like you know, hit three fours of Cummins uh, of three balls right after Pant got out. They still needed to go at three point one and over. You'd never know. Even after Pant's dismissal, they could have still won it. Like you know, Vihari pulled his hamstring. It kind of maybe played into India's favor so that they could draw that game. Yeah, in a way, like maybe they in would a have way, yeah, with Vihari and Ashwin uh, injured. I mean, that they, that was their best exactly. choice, right? Nobody yeah, is going to score exactly. after that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If, if Jadeja was fit, then maybe India were favorites. Like, yeah, it that would have been quite the run chase. But I'm glad that didn't happen. Like, I'm glad that ended as this poetic draw, so that we got to see this. And now we don't know which one to choose from. Mel- like, I think Melbourne kind of has lost its sheen <laughs> comparison to. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I think I think each test has outdone the next. You know, exactly. uh, Sydney outdid Melbourne and uh, Gabba has outdone everything now. Everything, yeah. yeah. I think everything in the history of Indian test cricket. Yeah, yeah. Like 2001, uh, Lakshman Dravid, what? What is all that? That's all gone. Okay. <laughs> like people like, oh, like, oh, but 2001, but that was at home. I know yeah. it was against this might of Australia. But come on, it's still at home. Like, you know, it's still like... Yeah, yes. I, but and there is another crucial difference, I think. It's like that was three tests and this is four tests. So to yeah. compete over four tests with a depleted team is a different ball game than competing over three tests against her with a depleted. That was also a partly depleted team, though the batting yeah. was fine. But yeah. uh, even then, you know, three tests. Yeah. Three, yeah. And, and the first test was not 36 all out. Like, Gilchrist and Hayden like swept yeah. the shit out of the Indians, but it wasn't a humiliating defeat like 36 all out. So it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there is any, and please, anyone who says 2005 Ashes was better than this, like doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, no, no, the two, I don't even know what you're talking about. What, what series Ashes 2005? <laughs> no, nothing. No, but I'll tell you what, the important thing is that 2005 Ashes, what happened was one thing, but the way they have kept the memory alive, you know, yes. writing, uh, documentary, oh, yes. books, everything. That makes a difference. So, I yes. really hope that, uh, and I urge you to, by the way, given that you are in <laughs> such a good position, I urge you to uh, write yeah, yeah. Uh, a book or write, uh, you know, something substantial, man. Because uh, it is uh, people like you who will keep our uh, memories bright and alive. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm very serious, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree. Like, no, it, it, it is one of those... Um, events, moments in life where, yeah, which needs to be recorded. Like all these stories behind the scenes, right? Like, yeah, which I was in, in a privileged position to see what was happening. And also to like see how the Australians were reacting. Like I, I keep going back to Brad Haddon because he was my colleague for five days in the box. Um, the, the, the shock on their face, they were like, how is this happening? And I thought the uh, it was, I mean, I'm grateful to SEN because... Like I said, after tea, my, generally I didn't have any stints. But on that last day, when India started getting close, they called me in with Jared Waitley for one stint for around 20-25 minutes. Oh, call the Indian guy in. Huh? <laughs> uh, call the Indian guy in to do some drama. And like, so it, because I tweeted about The Undertaker the previous day, so on that morning on day five, when I did my, I used to do my usual pre-match thing with Peter Lawler, uh, the Peter Lawler would start talking. And then when they came to me, Jared Bradley said, oh, but we have a special way to introduce you today. And then they actually played the audio clip of Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker, <laughs> like, <laughs> which I thought was sweet. So because they did that, like in my penultimate stint of the day, I said, well, Jared, I think the Undertaker is wobbly. The chokes, I mean, like, you know, the Undertaker is wobbly. The F5 is coming anytime soon. And then they actually then called me back for the last... Uh, uh, 15 20 minutes when India won, and like, yeah, it's uh, I got quite 
not emotional but it was like yeah i did do the whole uh, oh wherever you are like you know doff your hat to your team whoever you are like you know wherever whichever part of the world you are be proud that you're indian acts <laughs> thoda drama oh, okay, i did okay 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 yeah <laughs> you you uh, you know you you kept the flag flying and uh, okay, i was like yeah bharat mahan hai bmk ji yeah 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 full and then like they they kept me on for like close to an hour like the whole presentation and all that so no i mean i spoke about what this means to india because it's just i think the it has eroded some element of the cynicism that always exists around indian cricket no like not just in the media just generally oh these overpaid guys oh they always go and like lift our hopes that like they don't i mean you lift your own hopes and then like they crush it and like ah oh, what's the point ipl guy whatever all that drama i don't think you can at least if india lose to england in the first test of course it'll all be back but it <laughs> for now at least i kept saying that the indian public fell in love with the indian test team like not all over again but over and over again like during the last two or three weeks and it's tough not to right i mean given the con- context given the consequences yeah. i mean if you don't fall in love with this team and if you're not moved by what they have achieved then uh, where, where, forget it then there's what, nothing that's going to <laughs> yeah nothing that will you you just go and uh, watch uh, you know uh, some news debate on 9 o'clock news or something <laughs> that's all uh, that's all you can do like how can you not be moved by this team right yeah like i said even the australians like so that last hint of mine so i i called it like so i said be proud if you were to be indian i said this is the greatest test win in indian cricket greatest moment in indian cricket history and the greatest series win ever in history and then uh, simon o'donnell was like oh bharat is getting really excited here and then ian healy was there who had bet 50 bucks like i had predicted that team atrajan will score the winning runs like on day 3 <laughs> so he said if that happens i'll pay you 50 bucks but uh, I, then so after simon o'donnell said oh bharat is really getting excited ian healy said no 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 i'm totally with bharat there i have a tear in my eye this is the greatest series win of all time what this team has done like i cannot imagine like the odds that they overcome to do this and yeah i've still not got my 50 bucks but like he said <laughs> when india go to australia or australia go to india next <laughs> but you could see that everyone here was just uh, it's not just in india here people just fell in love with this australian team not just people in cricket cricketing circles but everywhere they're like how could they like how the hell could they just do that yeah it's it's almost like uh, it's it was an event so freaky that you don't even know how to describe it you know even even to call it the greatest series win seems a little like okay it's it probably is that's fine but yeah. is that the apt way to describe it there's something more bizarre going on here <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah. i go back to like the script writing like you know someone writing a sports script <laughs> well under like i said the underdog not just sports films like that classic tamil movie you know where he like father mother dead no job no money nothing to eat and he like come from there to like yeah Uh, no but even problem. there even there you know because you've seen hundreds of movies before you know okay <laughs> he will come yeah. back but nothing that we had seen from this from yeah. in cricket before or at least in i'm sure there might have been something in the 1800 so don't hold me yeah, to yeah, it yeah, but yeah, nothing yeah. that we have seen in the last 20 30 years has prepared us for this at least to the indian yeah. team Exactly. you know it's like this in a way this is pretty close to what sri lanka did in south africa when they went and won 20 that kusal perera 153 because they were also like battered and injured and everything and then they coolly went and won 20 exactly but yeah. that's the only series that even 
comes vaguely close to this. <laughs> That is true. No, that is so, that, that's so true. And like, and people kept asking me, "Oh, this just tells you about the depth of Indian cricket." The few, I said, "No, this is not the future of Indian cricket." Like, you know, who thought like T. Natarajan and Shardul Thakur, and for that matter, even Mohammad Siraj, was the future of Indian cricket, or Washington Sundar? The future of Indian cricket is Shivam Mavi, Kamlesh Nagarkoti, maybe even Karthik Tyagi to an extent, and those guys, right? Or Shubman Gill, Rishabh Pant, yes, but. These are like, it's like Chardul and T. Natarajan, like in their almost, almost 30 in their late 20. They're like these journeyman guys who are just supposed to. So don't look at this and say that the depth of Indian cricket is great. I don't like that. You're right. It's not that. It's it's something very different which you can't describe. It's not like. Yeah, it I mean, is the, who would have it, said? Who would have said? Uh, Washington Sundar is a future Test player. I mean, the number. It, I I don't think anyone would have said. I mean, he's a. No, exactly. he's probably they would have said he's a future one-day player, future T20, future IPL. Yeah. All that is fine. But yeah. the guy comes in and he does basically he does something that he has not. Uh, he's not even known for. He yeah, exactly. he bats. I mean, he does. Yeah. He started off as a batsman in junior cricket and all. All fine. Yeah. But he's coming and making 50-60 in this final <laughs> test, man. Yeah, and and like you know, it's it's crazy, right? Generally, people play first-class cricket. With the hope of playing test cricket. Now, because he's played this test match, he'll have to play first class cricket. It's strange. Like, you know, <laughs> he's now a first class cricketer again. Yeah, now, like, next time he goes to the first class, next time he plays a Ranji trophy, imagine the yeah. pressure on him. Everybody will yeah. be like, oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, and like if you're a Tamil Nadu selector now, how do you not pick him? Like, yeah, he's already been picked in the Indian test squad against England. If he has a good series there, like I have made a bold prediction. Huh? I think it was 2:55 p.m. on uh, Jan 19, 2021. Like the the on air, they kept asking me who is the biggest find of the tour. I said 2:55 p.m. I may two tours from now, Washington Sundar will be Test captain of India. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have taken okay. it. <laughs> you have taken it beyond all uh, reasonable <laughs> standards. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He seems to have that kind of composure, temperament. He seems to have some cricketing smart or not some. A lot of cricketing smarts. We've seen him in 2020 cricket. And the way he bowled in this match as well. And the way he batted. Like, he, it was a smart innings. Like, both in the first and second innings. And, yeah. See, but that's the thing. Now... After this, we don't know what to expect. Like, even in India, England, like, I like I saw the squad. I'm like, eh, Kohli's back, Ishan Sharma, <laughs> like, no, I want, like, yeah, pick someone from, like, some Pravin Tambay should play, come and play a test match. That's what I want to see now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need, Pravin Tambay needs to be the lead bowler in your attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's what we've been prepared for after this series. Like, this run-of-the-mill India making 500, Kohli double run red, Ishan yeah, yeah, playing. Yeah. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. clear both. Are we like, and then are there some guy, some guy from who has played, you know, TNPL one match comes and takes uh-huh. eight wickets against England. That is... <laughs> exactly. I think this is the beginning of the attitude era of Indian cricket. <laughs> like, you know, where you don't know what to expect. Like, yeah, we won't see bikini matches, but like, you know, it's almost... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we have entered the era of the bizarre. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this has been uh, on that note. Uh, this has been a fantastic chat. Uh, thank you, Bharat, for recapping the whole series uh, so beautifully and giving us all these uh, you know little little insights that you've picked up along the way. As I as I've told you also on this chat, uh, please write that book <laughs> and please uh, document this series. 
I will make sure that uh, you come back on the podcast after you write the book and I'll tell all the listeners to buy it. And uh, <laughs> wonderful. Have a great time and uh, enjoy your uh, the rest of the summer that you have in your idyllic Adelaide, which seems to be another planet as of now. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I will. I am seriously contemplating writing a book on this because it's just, yeah, because I've also personally also had such an adventurous summer. It's like, and people want to read about like a personal story as well, right? Like, you know, of yes, what's happened in the cricket, but yeah, I'm, I am very tempted. And I think on this podcast, I admit, like I will be writing a book. So I don't know when it will be coming out, but sometime later this year. And yeah, I mean, before I reach idyllic Adelaide, I have to drive through idyllic country, New South Wales to be allowed into Adelaide. So <laughs> I have, my tour is not over. So the Indians will start playing the England series before I actually reach home. So yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And thanks for giving us the breaking news here that you've uh, written the book and we are going to uh, flash it aclo- across all our platforms exclusively. <laughs> you have told us exclusively that uh, Beastie Boy is going to come out to the book. And uh, yeah, this is uh, really thrilling. Don't contemplate and all that. Just uh, open your laptop and start writing or write in whatever medium you want to write. But uh, no, and, and uh, I can't stress this enough that all your memories are really vivid now and right. So the more you put it off, the more these things uh, tend to shift. So yeah, exactly. put it all out, put it all down on paper and uh, we will we will happily promote it and read it. All Thank right. You so much. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you, Bharat. Wonderful chatting. Yeah, He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild.